Willkommen, bienvenue, konnichiwa, nihau, jumbo, marhaba. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again. Episode, uh-oh, episode 222 on Sunday the 6th of March 2022. Mm. Welcome to the show, I'm Armish Phil. I'm Armish Ben. I'm Armish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple and the mother of madness. And we've got Owen Hunt with us. How are you doing, Owen? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Mm. We uh, we love a bit of mysticism here, don't we? We do. Yeah. I was um, I was watching something. I think it was a video you posted on your Instagram not so long ago. Were you doing some sort of cold bath treatment? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, we were. I was hanging out actually in in Arizona doing it with uh, uh, all these folks for the Grimerica show, like for their little uh, retreat thing. It was amazing. And Brandon Powell, he's like. Dude, he's another world. Like that guy's like a legend in so many ways. He's done so much, but he's really into the breathwork stuff. He's been working with Wim Hof for like a dozen nice. years or something. But he's also jujitsu, all this stuff, dude. I mean, like, talk about masculine energy. Jeez, man, that guy is just like he doesn't stop too. Like he just he just doesn't stop. But uh, yeah, we got into the cold bath. It was the first time I ever really was able to like submerge my whole body into it. And it was an awesome experience. Like I've, I've done it in my tub, but it's like, it's kind of halfway, you know, <laughs> you can't get all the way into it. Um, but with those like big pools that he had set up, like we were able to go all the way. And like a lot of people did, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I learned a lot from it. And then you do get like a huge boost in dopamine afterward from, from putting your body through that. Uh, <laughs> but in the moment is pretty cool too, because you could see, and you could watch other people too. Cause like some people get in and they start breathing really fast and that's your first, uh, sort of inclination. Uh, but he's like, just slow your breathing. Slow your breathing. So when you can slow your breathing and just kind of like rest into it, it's kind of like a really, it's, it's like a little bit of a click, like into just, okay, I'm not resisting this anymore. And it kind of pushes you to do that, which is kind of cool. So I, I really felt like the experience was uh, about surrendering, you know, in a, in a big way, you know, and, uh, and you, and, and yeah, like in the, you're in there for like a couple minutes and he even will spell it out for you and be like, Oh, if you're in there for two minutes, you get these benefits. If you're in there for seven minutes, you get all these benefits. Like it's different, you know, depending on the amount of time that you stay in there. It's how many crazy. how many minutes see your knob falls off though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the question, right? Yeah. Uh, not more than two, because that's how uh, how long I was in there. I was in there for like two minutes. I mean, there is a, like a hard, there is like a ceiling, isn't there? Or I mean, well, Wim Hof is one, he, he's the Ice Man, isn't he? He can probably live in one of these things. But I mean, for for mortals like us, <laughs> it's a, like a cut off point where you where you, it's like, well, it's time to get out now before you die. 
I think so. Yeah. I think there's definitely that. Like he's warmed his body through prolonged exposure, like, and understands, you know, exactly the processes and over time, you don't just go out into the Icelandic wilderness, you know, and <laughs> drop trowel and start hiking up, you know, mountains and bathing in, you know, frozen pools. But, but yeah, it's, 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 it's like a prolonged exposure thing. The first time you do it, you don't want to do more than a couple minutes just because, I think you just want to kind of get your, you know, feet underneath you. You don't want to ruin the experience. Like imagine getting like some numbness or some weird, you know, thing from overexposure, you know, that would, that would suck. Yeah. And especially like you said, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a, like some, your- um, some like physiological mechanism that gives you some, is it like an endorphin release or a immune system boost or something that, do you know anything about that? Yeah, I think uh, I try to make it as simple as possible. Of course, I'm no scientist, but I think a lot of the practice has to do with staying calm and keeping your nervous system, staying in the right nervous system. So like we have two different ones or maybe three actually in polyvagal theory, but like staying in the right, which, which I get them confused. There's like the sympathetic and the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system, but basically being able to stay calm in a a otherwise stressful situation. Like there's a lot of power in our nervous system. That's why those like monks train for many, many years, you know, meditating and doing that kind of stuff. So there's a lot to it. And in fact, you know, you could probably reduce all of experience down to just your nervous system experiencing whatever the thing is, because that's probably how we know it to be real, at least from, a philosophical standpoint, but you know, uh, not to get into the weeds <laughs> on any of that, but like, there is a lot of power in understanding and being able to, you know, harness the right, uh, be in the right, like state of mind in your nervous system. So I see a lot of benefits practically for that, like depending on whatever it is that you do, like, it's like, Oh, okay. I can be calm even in this crazy situation my body is screaming at me that this is like the worst thing but if i can just rest into it and accept it then i can deal with the situation in a better fashion hopefully apply that same like mentality to whatever i walk on stage and there's a bunch of people you know there or i go into an interview or I don't know, whatever sort of thing that might stress you out. I think it's a, it's a really practical, beneficial thing. Like, Help, helps, you, helps you focus your chi. Yeah. So I think so, yeah. Name. yeah. It kind of yeah, ties into like what we've been talking about the last few weeks with Ryan Seven. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, sort of the tree of life. It's yeah. sort of analogous to the, to the chakras. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's talking about these guys who were using things like sex, sexual abstinence mm-hmm. to charge themselves up and then use this energy and convert it into either, well, ritualistic kind of practice or a mental mm-hmm. acuity or different things. It sounds very analogous to what you're talking about with the cold baths. Mm. Right. I don't know. I think there's a lot of wisdom in the body, you know, like we were talking about just a little bit before we got rolling, like a lot of people that I know, uh, and I and I do use these uh, methods too to try and find truth for myself you know, uh, I will ask my body, you know, and see how it responds to certain things. Uh, there's really a lot of cool tools. That's why people do tarot. Of course, if you're not interested in divination, you don't have to, um, you can just ask your body. You can just make a, uh, like a strong circle with your fingers and see how it reacts. But I like pendulum. I like my pendulum too. These little things are really cool. (laughs) 
What's, what kind of stone is that, Owen, on your on your pendulum? Man, you know, is it just I don't any know. old stone or what? I don't know. It's not any old stone. This was a gift. Uh, <laughs> I think this is uh, jade. Like jade. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say, I don't know. I'm going to guess wrong if I guess. So I'm not going to guess, but I don't know. This was a, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. And this is like, this is one that I've had for a while and I've, I've, I've definitely grown a bit of accustomed to it. Uh, but basically the way you, you, the idea with the body is that you ask yes or no questions. And there are like really simple ways. You don't have to go and buy a pendulum or, you know, get a tarot spread or any of that kind of stuff, especially like with yes or no questions. I mean, you can even flip a quarter, but, and then see how you feel. And if you're like, oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it can be as simple as that, but uh, one really simple way too, is to just ask your body and see which way you lean. Let's make it best out of three. It's <laughs> like the classic. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever read the dice, man? Oh no! What's the dice man? Oh, it's a it's a wiki book. It's, it's especially good to read in your adolescence, I would say. But that's sort of on a similar line What's that? where <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, you basically the, the main character in that you never know whether it's like a real person or not. But basically, he rolls a dice to, and asks a question of the dice, oh. and that's how he leads his life basically oh. by rolling the dice. So he says, "If I roll a two or higher than a two or whatever." Oh lower than a two i'll do x y and z or if i don't i'll do this basically shit right so he, he devotes his life to random chance essentially well yeah or, or is it oh i don't know well, that's what i, I mean know. you see so that's the question isn't it essentially yeah. is there something is there a higher power or something else that's kind of controlling that i don't know it's a good question you know like i think i, I try to be in the in the camp of both and, you know, like you can make the wrong decision and still get to that dream goal, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's just that the sort of path is different now. It's just varied. Yeah. So you still see the end in an optimistic light, but I mean, there are so many ways that can unfold to get from A to B in the universe. Every time we make a linear map of like, I'm going to do X and that's going to lead to Y. And then this is going to happen. It's like, dude, good luck with your mousetrap, bro. (laughs) Gonna fucking work. You know, it's not going to go that way. And so for me, for years, like I would just get hung up on one of these steps that I thought should have happened by now. And then I would get angry and want to give up and throw my towel in the ring. But when I started to learn, that there's way more to how the universe works, like the mystical parts. Like I wanted everything to make logical sense. It's good to have a plan. It's good to be, you know, practical, pragmatic. Those are not bad qualities to have, but you have to also stay open and be able to creatively problem solve because you've got the open loop, you know, things are going to happen different than how you planned them to happen. So it's a little bit of, you know, a balance between those things, but it has definitely helped me a tremendous amount. Because then you can just identify, you know, a potential opportunity as it comes along, you know, see what's available, not trip, don't overact or put too much effort toward a certain outcome or desire. Because like the the universe, like I don't want to sound too hippie, but the universe, it has to like, there's the yin part of the uh, process. And when we put a seed in the ground, like it doesn't just immediately spread bring up like if you, if you like pour a bunch of water on it you just drown the thing yeah. it has to develop it has to have there's got to be like some time so i think when it comes to like how we interact with reality if we're a little bit more patient uh and 
and open, then I think we wind up seeing the results uh, a lot quicker, uh, but also in different ways too. So I think it's just like tracking and paying attention to those kind of things uh, and then staying open, but also having a solid plan. You know, I, I really see it from both, from both camps. I try to right both and as much as possible. Uh, cause it reality is so, uh, very variable. It just seems to be the most consistent element is it's changeability. <laughs> yeah. It's chaos, isn't it? And yeah, it, well, that's the yin and yang again, order and chaos. And we're, we sort of, we are these sentient beings trying to interpret mm. what we see and make sense of it all. And, uh, when you get down to it, it's just, we're just fucking balls of energy, aren't we? With, I mean, none of it makes any sense. No, the more you, yeah. I'm not a fucking expert on quantum physics or anything, mm. but what I do know is the more we sort of start to learn about things like quantum physics, the more we realize that we don't understand anything. Yeah. And uh, not, nothing makes sense. And, mm. you it's know, it's insane that we're even here, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So make the most of it. You know, yeah. not want to be too Epicurean. You've still got responsibilities and, you know, especially when you've got kids and stuff, you've certain uh, things you need to take care of. But you've got to sort of uh, carpe diem at the same time, haven't you? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Both and, yeah. I think, And I think it's possible, you know, to like live that way. And because it's really up to us how we how we put ourselves in position to what it is that we get to experience. I can celebrate it or I can feel like it's a drawback. It's like, nobody gives a shit. I can like sulk about that or I can be like, fuck, nobody gives a shit. You know, I can <laughs> do whatever I want. Like nobody's going to care, you know, if yeah. I wear like a silk robe around the house or whatever, you know, uh, give, giving yourself uh, permission, depending on how you, you know, position yourself to that opinion, that idea. And there are infinite like perspectives too, to kind of relate to those. So I think a lot of this stuff, it comes back to, just allowing, uh, being open and acceptance, just like accepting things as they are. Cause I mean, we have to be able to do that in order to make a change anyway. It's like, I don't think the end all be all is being present. I think it's important to be present so that we can create a better future. Cause if we're not present, then we're not, you know, we're not, uh, at our best potential, you know, we're not awesome. in the moment. We're not aware so we have to start there and then figure out how to get to that better reality that we can see and also, you know, make plans, but expect those to go, you know, get subverted somehow, you know, <laughs> and find new opportunities to get to that destination. And I would say too, that for me, feeling is really what it uh, kind of comes down to as far as like that, that metaphysical, like, or, mystical communication with the universe because you can get the essence of something but not necessarily the thing that you had in mind and it's maybe even a more satisfactory experience if that makes sense mm -hmm. at least that's kind of how i've i've had that happen a few times i feel like the universe is really good at surprise parties you yeah. know we um we missed your your orgone uh pendulum your organite we interrupted you we would you were just about to uh Mm. whip it out there we are yeah these things are cool yeah I, I i think they're you know from my perspective i think it's really important people get out of balance and uh so many people are they're kind of too spiritual for lack of a better way to say that or too emotional right like where 
like it resonates. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've joined a cult and you're talking to the Galactic <laughs> Federation and channeling uh, every week, you know? Yeah. Never like, again. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the opposite, right? Like we become so practical and pragmatic and so intellectual that we get in our own way. Mm. We don't uh, account for synchronicities and uh, random chance that if we could literally like mathematically almost impossible things or the wisdom of the body, which is the subconscious mind, <laughs> like our body, it'd be, we become what we choose to do over time. Habits get ingrained, things become automatic processes. And that's how, you know, learning works. So there's a lot of wisdom in our body. <clears throat> And so the idea is to ask our body and they should all line up, right? It should be feeling good. We should resonate with it. It should make sense critically because on that scale of consciousness, reason is really high. It's actually above love or, or at least, you know, that type of sort of love that he's identifying in that particular map. But anyway, um, so yeah, so a lot of people are into asking the body, like if you feel a certain thing, why not confirm it? you know, and just double, double check, make sure if it, if it, if it lines up, if it's in alignment. And so these pendulums are one tool that people will use. And you can just ask it a question. The first thing you want to do is just say, uh, show me. Yes. So for me, it swings forward and back for yes. And then you say, uh, show me no. Right. And so, so it's like calibrating, is it? Yeah. And then, you know, some people are like, make sure you're asking your highest and best self, make sure you're asking sore, like, you know, uh, people have their little superstitions and things. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know, whatever feels right to you. I'm, I'm not, you know, not here to tell anybody anything, but I mean, there could, you could get tricked. I mean, make sure that you're in communication and resonance with yourself. So however you want to do that. And then you can ask a, like crazy questions, you know, questions of the body. Like, uh, should I, should I write today? So it said, no, I've already written, so I shouldn't have to. <laughs> um, let's see. Did I write today? Kind of. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool for that. You know, like if I'm, between decisions and I'm like, should I do this or do that? And I usually, I feel, I feel like I am relatively intuitive and that's that muscle that you've got to build and learn to trust, but it's, and it's, so it's, it's, there's a lot to it. <laughs> so do you, do you feel, sorry, do you feel by using the pendulum, you're trying to, are you trying to trigger or awaken your subconscious to give you an answer? Is that, so is that part of the idea? I think so. I think you're you're gonna slightly subtly move in some certain oh, way yeah. to kind of tick that thing off. You're not doing it intentionally. You're you know we want to hold it still, but I mean even standing, you can just say to your body, <clears throat> "Show me yes," and my body will lean forward and I'll say, "Show me no," and it <laughs> leans backwards. So <clears throat> that I've incorporated from time to time. I'm it's it's crazy to, but. I think, um, you know, if it's something that you feel like you're unclear about, it can be really a helpful tool. And again, back to the flipping the coin, you know, if you're like, ah, I still don't like this, then <laughs> there, there you go. I'll you say, know? yeah, <laughs> seeking confirmation, you're, you know, from yourself. Mm. 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting practice, something I've never considered before. No, but I'm not. I'm I'm ne- I suppose I'm not asking myself those sort of questions on a daily basis. I'm, you know, most people no. aren't, are we? We're just sort of drifting through and mm. going with the flow, the the sort of. Uh, I was just wondering as well whether, just on a practical standpoint, whether you're supposed to do you do you get a pendulum <coughs> that fits your needs and kind of feels right or. Is it just that you, you can just use anything, basically? Does it have to be sort of like a, a stone on the end of it? Or, you know, am I being sort of silly? No, I think you can. I think that's the beauty of, you know, defining your own processes and experiencing right, okay. the world your way. I think that's great. You know, there's all kinds of different, uh, just different methodologies, modalities for calming yourself down, you know, like your nervous system, you can Mm -hmm. hop in a cold bath or you can do EFT tapping, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just a a bunch of different practices and practical ways that you can, you know, uh, have a little bit more control over your body and your awareness. What's EFT tapping? So, uh, EFT tapping and focuses on certain meridians in the body and, um, it basically helps you to to calm down, to relax, you know, to let go of stress and tension. Um, I have another friend named Jim Shane who has something called the core method, which is really a simple uh, thing um, as well to just kind of breathe through your body in a certain way uh, to release stress and tension, just to be aware of it, you know, and let that stuff go. Cause things that like build up, we get like irritated about mm. like that stuff lands in your body. <clears throat> so we got to get it out somehow, you know, like, that could be like taking a run or working outside or, you know, whatever it could be. It could take any form, but like letting that energy out and the more intentional and aware you are, the easier it is to kind of clear space in the body too. Cause I think there, you do get like energy blockages and stuff like that. You know, you start having, um, weird, you know, hangups and and things happen potentially as a result of that, you know, I'm not expert on exactly how energy flows through the body, but I do know that that is, that is what's happening. This is mega important because it's coming to light, particularly over the last couple of years, that stress is one of like the leading comorbidities, especially in the Western world, you know, it stresses, isn't, isn't just something that's in your head. You're right. It is something completely physiological as well. It's fucking up your circulation, your heart. It's, it's mm-hmm. bad news. So any tips and tricks we can sort of garner from different places to try and relieve our own stress. That's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah, man. There's And there's a bunch. Like, I love, I love sharing that kind of stuff. Like, uh, even the Wim Hof thing, well, he'll ter- tell you to just hum. And this is why uh, a lot of you know, Buddhist monks will hum and sing and chant. It's, it's, it's directly vibrating a specific nerve, your vagus nerve, which connects the mind and the heart. So it's like vibrating that and it calms you down and and just like an over, you know, and you can just in one minute, just breathe in and mm, like try to do it as slow as possible and do it like three times in a minute or in a couple minutes or whatever. And then you will, your heart rate will slow down and you won't be so because i mean man they're harvesting loose left and right you know they just saw like i'm glad that uh they they've fixed the the pandemic now i didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah it's didn't realize over. That, 
the solution was going to be, you know, World War Three, Russian invasion. Yeah, <laughs> World War Three, right? That's <laughs> great, isn't it? But at least COVID's over. <laughs> well, it's just—I mean, it's just completely flipped on a dime, hasn't it? And it's the news media. It's the well, it's the media and the news media. And that's I mean, causing stress. I've, we haven't. I don't think in our lifetimes we've seen such an obsession with one thing for such a prolonged period and then to flip on a fucking dime. Yeah, it's very strange. So it? hard. It's like yeah, the it's memo weird. went out. Mm. <laughs> this is it. We've, we've had enough now. We need to get ready for the next reset. Right, okay. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. And, I mean, this is something I wanted to ask you, Owen, because I feel more and more like I'm a bit of an outlier like you in that I'm into these sort of esoteric subjects and psychology and spiritualism and all these sorts of things. And I'm finding it increasingly hard to relate to other people because I pretty much, I gave up watching sport about 10 years ago. I don't really watch TV anymore. I don't listen to the radio. And so it always interests me when I meet someone like you, who's on a similar sort of path, how you made your change how did you get into it why are you swinging pendulums about and not watching uh, ice hockey or something that's a good question uh, i mean in, in two words for me it was because of uh crippling depression you know it's like i felt so alone just got ran over by a steamroller basically by when when i first started asking questions about reality and my paradigm completely shifted. And I felt so helpless and alone and so much like a victim for like even a couple of years. And that's why I'm swinging pendulums now is because I was so down before. And I was like, man, I got to come out of this. I've got to have some sort of control over my reality because I just felt like I had none. I didn't, I wasn't relating with anybody. I wasn't social anymore. I wasn't being myself. I was like living in my dad's basement, literally. And, you know, overall, I'm an optimistic person. But at that time, I I've, I had drank the Kool-Aid of they control us and they do everything to us. Right. Uh, and so I started having to look for a way out of there. And then I started looking into spirituality and self-help and a bunch of that uh, type of literature. And I found a lot of really, really valuable and useful information and started connecting with people who were also into that, uh, who were you know, not super duper woo woo necessarily. Some people are, and to each their own, you know, I've learned that uh, all points are valid, you know, like every perspective is you have to just allow it to be, you know, you can't everything we fight against, you know, in the material sense and in the specifically though, in the emotional spiritual sense, everything we fight against, we're endorsing, we're validating it by being against it. So the real power is, is, is in creation in the, in, in, in moving into a new way and being pioneers and creating, you know, new uh, avenues to have community and do those types of things. Because the truth is the rulers don't have that much control. They really don't. If you read a book like uh, the politics of obedience by Etienne de Laboti, it was written in like the 1500s or something. And it's just like, dude, if you don't give this little tyrant, power he doesn't have any it's like that's literally the whole book and it's that simple as you just shrug it off like uh-huh it's kind of like the the i i you know i i think the how even though there you there's now this new uh boogeyman you know it's like people weren't buying that 
hook, line, and sinker stuff anymore. They got to shift it to something. You know what I'm saying? Like it was already it was falling on apart. The cusp of being over. Yeah. yeah, it was falling apart already. So <clears throat> because of that, I think it's you know people's perception that dr- that drives that change. And if people would take their attention and instead of focus on what the problems are <clears throat> and shift it to solutions thinking based, then you know that that's that's. Uh, that's the way I think the creator source uh, kind of would express itself, you know, all these different ways. It's like, you can't, you can't hold it down. And on that, you can't hold down like this, the essence, like I think the human spirit is indomitable. I mean, I really do believe that 100%. Uh, and there's never going to be somebody who's going to be able to control everything. It's just not, it's never going to happen. It's going to get subverted somehow. Uh, that's my belief. And I believe in balance too. You know, it's going to constantly happen where people are trying to, but that doesn't mean you can't just shift energy and attention over here. And enough people do that not to create one whole gigantic group, but many, you know, many splinters. And then all of a sudden there are these networks and it's, you know, talking to Amish people here, you know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm well aware, you know, of that independence and that uh, network. I, you know, I'm not familiar with the cultural aspects and things like that, but I do understand you guys create your own, you know, you do your own thing. And so that spirit in a different, in many forms, right. Like could be, uh, proliferated and people are doing different things, shifting attention and, cre- and creating new games, basically, instead of playing this one that we've been baited into. It's like, you don't have to play this game. We got, we yes, got. pretty much since your first day at school, mm. right. you're, you're baited into this system and you're taught right. to play along. Yeah, it's fucking right. wild, isn't it? It is even our posture, like stuff like this. I've learned it's like they shove us in chairs. Like we were in chairs for thousands of years and like it fucking our postures all wrecked because we sat in desks going to school and stuff. And, but, but people are amazing though. I, I, I can't back to being indomitable, like the human spirit, not only, but the physical body, like how much, pain and anguish and stress and you know toxic poison food and like whatever else that the ordinary like fluoride in the water and we're still here we're still making babies through phthalates and like you know shrinking that's a huge one the phthalates the plastic they're only just Mm -hmm. starting to realize this and the the population of the west is just going to fucking collapse in the next 20 30 years because we're all going to get infertile no yeah, one's gonna get gonna... pregnant. Because <laughs> yeah. of the plastic. It's metal. Yeah. That that was quite scary, that thing that you talked about. It was on Unheard, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the YouTube channel Unheard with the mm. sexy Freddy Sayers. Yeah. I think yeah. it was on there, wasn't it? He interviewed yeah. the uh, the author of this yeah. um report, the study or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was fucking terrifying. It's like mm. holy shit, we're we're doomed unless we sort this out. Mm. But no one cares because you know, match of the day's on. You know, or uh, the crown, or whatever, it, whatever's fashionable. The X-Fact, crown is X-Fact a good show. It's, it's bollocks. It's all bollocks. It's make believe. It's fairy tales. It's not real. It is. We can look at the that like mouse experiment too. I can't remember who it was that did that, but they the mouse utopia experiment. Oh, not skinny. You guys are, was it Skinner? It could have been. Oh, Skinner's, Skinner's I, don't think rats, it was. Just, I think I might have heard of this, but you might have to remind me. 
Well, they go through these phases, you know, in this mouse utopia, they make it to where they have everything and they just got, get lazy and then their freaking genitals change. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's not so, I mean, I think the phthalates are definitely a contributing factor, but I mean, I think culture and society too, this, mm. this has happened before. I imagine well, if the Bible said there was nothing new under the sun that long ago, then I can only imagine. <laughs> I think that, that, sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, going back to going back to the mouse uh, utopia and that kind of idea of working towards something, I think that's something that a lot of people misunderstand is it's not necessarily the achievement of a goal um, that gives you the satisfaction. It's actually working towards it. Yes. Because um, when you achieve your goal, it's kind of a bit empty. You do feel good for like maybe a day or two. That's what Jordan Peterson talks about. Yeah, it's what next? Carrying carrying a load. Pick up something fucking heavy and carry it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know. Yeah. And I suppose that's... That's really... Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and like transient goals and things like that. It's quite useful, you know. Set yourself a transient goal, something that can never really be achieved. Be a better dad. Be a better person. You can always be a better person. Make yourself a mission statement or a purpose statement about your life and what you want to bring to the world. And then you have a standard that you can set to every day. The transfiguration is just about seeing the thing so much that you become it. And the same thing is true with any of these. We're so adaptable. Any of these processes we could become, you could become anything. I mean, it's, it's watch You can watch actors do pretty well that you know <laughs> as they shift from skinny you know heroin junkie role to you know buff you know gym superhero or whatever mm. we we have so much variability within ourselves too and so much ability to do whatever it is that we want like for me uh purpose was like the big thing and that's kind of what i've chosen to focus on um, just to get like a nice core center. Cause once you like have a good reason why it's like, okay, I, that makes making decisions a lot easier. It, it all comes back to like that one reason why it's like, Oh, well, what should I do? Should I do this or should I do that? Uh, well, which, which contributes to my growth and development in the direction of the, the goal that I want or the purpose that I feel. Uh, cause like you're saying, accomplishing goals, it just, it, it's empty. There's, there's, there's not a lot of fulfillment in the accomplishing the goal itself. It does feel good. It is good. Those are milestones though. And I think really identifying ourselves and and what we really want to give to the world. That's, that's the goal and the fulfillment, that reason why and finding it because, because there's still going to be shitty days. You got to trudge through the muck and, you got to do stuff you don't want to do and taxes or whatever, you know, like there's never, <laughs> Shit. Any end. Shit, so <laughs> right, gotta go. we got to go. So. Have you still not done it? Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Comedian. No, that's it. That's interesting. What you just said about us being so, um, so kind of malleable. And, uh, the thing is, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> Malleable and ductile. Yeah, I am particularly Great malleable words. and bendy with it. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, I am. Uh, did you not see me on the crystal maze going through those laser beams? I was like a. You were all ninja. right angles. You were. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an in joke. Anyway, um, malleable. I think the problem is, Owen, uh, for a lot of us, is that it requires a lot of um, deprogramming. Mm. To get to the point where we realize how malleable we are and our lives are because 
we're sort of fed into this machine from a very young age that is made, or or the purpose of which is to create cogs for the machine, you know, to be a good... Consume. Be a, yeah, consumer, to be a good employee, to, mm. um, you know, ding dong, the dinner bell, you know, <laughs> it's dinner time, wear your yeah. uniform, <laughs> sit in rows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's sort of, it's breeding... Um, Conformism? Is that the word? Conformity? Conformity, yeah. Yeah. So we have to escape this somehow, don't we? Yeah, I think it's interesting, like, the malleableness itself. Like, that's why we've been able to go all the way this direction. And that's why I was so upset and depressed whenever I first had, you know, my paradigm shift is because, like, I was like, fuck, man. I mean, I had my whole childhood stolen from me basically you know as far as education goes and what i wanted to learn and what would have been truly practical and helpful for me as an individual human being uh and uh and a man for that matter you know to be able to provide to be able to learn how to create uh you know uh, ways to make money and serve people and build community, like all that stuff. <clears throat> and I was upset because I didn't have that opportunity, but at the same time, you know, uh, that also was a ton of leverage for me to learn, you know, uh, <laughs> new things when I did decide to take that next, uh, you know, phase of learning because you do, you kind of have to like take inventory and understand because it was so malleable. Here's how I was programmed and here's kind of what I am in the self-discovery part is kind of taking apart that wiring that has been so uh, so powerful and prevalent in our development, you know, from yeah. childhood and into adulthood and being able to say, okay, cool. I'm going to pull the parts away that aren't me and see myself for what I really am and start to learn and uh, trust my own curiosity, my own intuition, you know, my own value system, you know, and then craft that, like, here's my statement of being of purpose. Like, there's a truth in that we're here just to be too. And I acknowledge that, but I also think it's more meaningful to live in a way where you feel like you're going to contribute something to posterity, like you have some, and you know, I work with a range of different people. So you could come at this from this like sort of, uh, sacred way. Like you have a sacred purpose, or you can just be like from the practical sort of side, like, Hey, I'm just going to define it myself. I don't need to have it be that certain way, but it's really about developing, I think a relationship with ourselves, our intuition, which is where a lot of the creativity comes from. And where I think that power that is, um, very much the light, you know, uh, resides or exists. And it's this uh, thing of continuous learning as well, because I think for a lot of people, um, their education finishes with school or college or university, whatever. Or, you know, they might have to do some horrible, what do they call it? Is it CPD? Continual professional development for their employer? Mm-hmm. Something I have to fucking do now. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a fucking nonsense. Yeah, I've got to, I have to show evidence that I've done this throughout the year when I get inspected. Like GDPR? And- no, like watching video, YouTube video. <laughs> or, you know, or reading a blog or an article or oh, right, trade okay. magazine or whatever. I have to show record of what I've done throughout oh, the year for continual right. professional development. I'm surprised they do that for you lot. I know. Why well, are <laughs> wasting the time, aren't they, really? Because I'm just going to make it up. A lot of bullshit. But the, my point is, is that, um, <laughs> that say, our education tends to finish with formal education where I think it's quite... One thing I've really enjoyed over the last few years is 
is learning off my own back and trying to learn about different things, whether it be history or um, occult stuff or esoteric stuff and probe different areas. And there's a certain amount of uh, satisfaction you get from from learning off your own back. And It's learning for leisure, isn't it? Well, because you, you're doing it because you want to do it. You've had, you've had the, the 15 years of being forced to learn what you don't want to learn. So when you actually get the chance to explore your own topics what you want mm. to learn there's, so, so, there's, that develops as you go further in formal education as well you specialize and you're choosing things that you want to do like I, th- I chose my degree because i wanted to do it yeah and then i think that's true for some uh, for most once mm. they get to 16 or 18 or 21 the learning finishes other than a lot of bullshit cpd yeah that's meaningless and, and their life is overtaken by media yeah there's probably the free, the free time cross section yeah Hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. I yeah, I don't know what it is that kind of separates those people who are just curious and have that spark that they can't, you know, you can't give it up or for whatever reason. I don't know what that is. That's really interesting. I don't know if that's like genetic or, or what, but, you know, like some people, I think, too, they just something happens at a certain time in their development for me it was when I hit 30 and I was like, Oh shit. You know, that's when everything unraveled and, uh, I had to really, uh, take a hard look. Fucking hell. You I know, was the same age, 30. When P- you hit puberty is a bitch. <laughs> Saturn's Saturn's return, man. It's, it is. Uh, it's the orbit of Saturn. Yeah. It came like a banshee and, <laughs> but, uh, that's when I but went yeah, I mean, that's part of that's part of that development, right? We're we're gonna upgrade our paradigm many many times over time, and uh, I think understanding that process and learning to embrace it, it like it can be really helpful uh, in those moments of uncertainty because that's all this is. At, back to the top of this whole conversation, no, yeah. nobody can really define reality anyway. So <laughs> what? What, what, what are you what are you gonna do you know oh it's funny I, I i dropped in on you 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 streamed was it on friday night were you streaming on friday night or maybe it was no it wasn't last night it must have been friday night with um was it thomas from paranoid america and joe rupe yeah yeah that was yeah that was a few nights ago it was a couple of nights ago and um it's it was late we're like five hours ahead at least over here so it was late and i just right. i just call like 10 minutes and it's interesting you were talking about the um seven liberal arts mm-hmm. and the trivium and the quadrivium and how the trivium is used to make sense of all, of all this about the nature of reality and language and what's true what's false these are the this is what people were taught thousands of years ago you know this these are the tools that you need to make sense of the world which we've completely lost mm. yeah yeah and that was part of that whole awareness for me when i learned about those tools. And I was like, well, I never got this, you know, I would have loved to have gotten this. I would have actually maybe, cause I'm terrible at math, but I would, if I would have <laughs> understood the numbers had meaning and that they, you know, how sacred geometry works in relation to music. And, you know, our discovery the other night is like, wow, look at these primary tools that show you how connected you are to everything. So instead of compartmentalizing, we're doing English now. Ding. Okay. Math. Ding history ding like instead it's about weaving everything together and seeing how you are a part of the system what thomas said was that the trivium is about 
understanding yourself. And I agree with that too. It's like, that's, this is how we make a decision. We gather the information. What do I need to know? Do I have all the information? Cool. Eliminate contradictions. What's the best idea using logic and then taking action on that particular thing. You know, it's really an intuitive thing. But the trivium, uh, but you skipped all, So the trivium being grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Yeah, exactly. Input, uh, processing and output. So, um, so that is us relating to ourselves in a very intuitive manner. We do it automatically, but being able to see that and then being able to see how it's used the opposite way, you know what I'm saying? Against us, <laughs> it's just rhetoric. There's no grammar and logic. No. You know what I'm saying? People don't know to be able to question that stuff because rhetoric is a powerful, powerful tool. Funny always wins, man. That's why I like comedy, you know, cause like the person who subverts and has that last little zinger, they win. It doesn't have to be logical and a logical argument. It just has to be the funniest little line. And then ha ha ha, everybody laughs, you get clowned. So, <laughs> so it's interesting to see it in that way. But he was saying that that trivia is how we relate that information to ourselves is our natural learning process. And then the quadrivium is about how we interact with nature. And so we're seeing both of those at, at the same time in real time. And we're seeing like so many more connections instead of compartmentalizations as a result of studying those two things. What's, what's the four of the quadrivium? It's a uh, number number in uh, time or number in space, which is geometry, geometry. Uh, number in time, which is music and then astro astro astronomy uh, which is number in space. And so all of those have similarities. Um, I'm sure you could study a lot. I'm sure you could study that for years and years and years, but this is how people navigated with the stars and all those types of things. And in ancient yeah. Greece, before you became a free man, uh, you, ha you had to learn the trivium and quadrivium. That was your initiation, right? And then you were able to learn philosophy and metaphysics and all that kind of stuff but you weren't allowed to look into the mystical stuff until you had that foundation of the trivium and quadrivium back then. Wow, that's cool high standards mm -hmm. <laughs> i won't get in <laughs> i'm not getting into the academy i don't think well maybe if you'd gone to uh, aristotle or something harry stottle yeah harry yeah. stottle harry stottle yeah. in camden <laughs> my favorite football manager yeah uh you would have been sorted but that's the difference isn't it about sort of how you raised and how people were raised then. And I think you, in general, we probably would have been more in tune with what was going on around us out of necessity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're born into, uh, it was mainly an agrarian culture, mm -hmm. but with, you know, different sort of specialisms and um, yeah, you're right. This was the sort of the foundation stone of learning uh, sort of the base of education. But I mean, obviously most, uh, most kids wouldn't have been able to, oh, right, yes. to yeah. you know, have access to this kind of education. In Roman times, they did. They had quite quite a, a widespread of, of public education for, for young boys and girls. Right, okay. Yeah. Wasn't that, dear? Right. Not as cheap as the bath, <laughs> but, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> 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 no it's it's interesting it, and and you know like i said you, you go for me like i went to the uh, an, ex, uh, an expensive state school you know like i mean it was what? cheaper than like a private school but like it was a good school i worked really hard to like be able to finish my in this like why did i do all that for 
What? You know, like for, for me, I actually do use my degree, but most people I know don't, you know, there's, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with studying and specif- specified fields and all that kind of stuff. In fact, if any of this stuff teaches us anything is that we can be a good student and be good at school too, but just know the difference between these two things, right? Like I don't have a kid, but if I did, I'd be like, don't listen to anything they tell you. <laughs> you know, like, I got you on the other side, but just like, you know, compl- do their comp- rate yourself out, kiddo, you know, yeah. just do what they say to do just so that you can avoid the, you know, the, all that resistance. And I'll, you know, show you that ideally it'd be good to have your own, you know, have, have people around you. You could teach them stuff. I think that is probably a little bit more healthy if we go back to our ancient, um, you know, rights and ancestors and a lot of that kind of stuff, especially as, as men, you know, like having to do those rites of passages to go from boyhood to manhood and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, I think that that was probably very impactful. Well, like sticking um, your hand into a nest of fire ants, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. You uh, first, you first. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know that that it's necessary to like inflict pain. (laughs) I do do understand the, the, the sort of, uh, sign and the metaphor of the ritual, you know, it's, it's, that's ancient too, from like iron, iron John myth. So it's a very similar, uh, idea. And that's about connecting to, the wild, the wild man, you know, isolation and being able to be, you know, independent and self-reliant and then coming back, um, with, a with a swagger, I guess. Mm. Well, yeah, the Spartans did something similar. I think, do you remember when we're talking to, uh, Spartan history podcast. I'm sure they had some sort of. Uh, there was a, there's lots of torture and pain in. Well, in it in wasn't the... so much torture. It was that they were, they were put out to be self-sufficient at a very oh, young right. age, sorry, maybe sorry. the age of six or yeah. eight, these mm. young Spartan lads were, were sent out into the wilderness and it yeah. was, you know, survival of the fittest. That was their sort of mm. first rite of passage. Yeah. I, I mean... And preserved for uh, sort of the more upper echelons of society as well. Yes, it was the... the Not the monarchy's the wrong word. The uh, I can't remember what all the Aristocracy. Different... Aristocracy, yeah, yeah, that's the correct word. Yeah. Hold on. Good use of uh, grammar and logic. Yeah, I well, learnt it in school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. I've uh, I've been enjoying this. Me too. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you guys cool. having me. I like, I love your setup. It's so cool. Yeah, and, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm just looking at all the cool stuff behind you, and it's oh. hard not to. Got lightsabers and all sorts in here. It's just okay. a, it's a den of uh, iniquity of eighties yeah. memorabilia mainly. Yeah, I see Hunter S. Thompson's uh, hat from Fear and Loathing on that mannequin guy. That's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, oh god, it's just a. We this... got a full size uh, Han Solo in carbonite just sort of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've still not finished him. I've not done the uh, yeah. the buttons yet. The control panels. Mm. Uh, that was going to be my job during the lockdown. Yeah. But, you know, I spent time with my kids instead. Yeah. Boo. Boo. <laughs> 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 Fuck. So uh, tell us about your YouTube channel. We haven't even talked about, like, what you do, your content that you create, Owen. Tell us about your sure, YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, I've been doing, doing the podcasting thing mostly right now. Uh, Blue Collar Mystics is the name of the show. Um, I've had... 
pretty much a party on every episode. I try to have a couple of people on and do some panel stuff, but I'm doing one-on-one stuff too, different interviews, interviewing different people in self-help. Like I do consider myself a blue collar mystic. I want to, you know, see people be productive and happy and feel fulfilled. And, and that's what really my content aims at doing, right? Like, uh, trying to nurture that spiritual relationship without being so cheesy or so, uh, damagingly hustle culture, right? Mm. Like there's, uh, there's a balance to everything. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of what I focus on. I, I, I have, um, YouTube channel. I'm on a bunch of other things. My friends at content save, they like, they send all, all the stuff that we make into like five different, uh, alternative media platform. So I would like to encourage as many people as possible to check us out on the alt stuff, alt media, uh, have you, you had know, to, have you had Matthew on your podcast? I've had Matt on my podcast. Yeah. Right. Right. I might have good to dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cause good... I'm a, we're aware we're in a, well, yeah. Matt, Matt runs content safe. He's somewhere in the far East, isn't he? He's in the Philippines, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause we're, yeah. you know, the problem is, is that you can't just say what you want anymore on the internet. And right? uh, you run into when problems. Did that, when did they change that? I like, know. Can you believe it? <laughs> you can't just say what you want anymore. Who saw this honeypot coming? I know. Anybody? Rotten, I mean, aren't they? Wow. So, uh, yeah, maybe I have to talk to you about that. Sorry, I interrupted you. You, t- you saw Content Safe is where um, you, so you upload to Content Safe and then they populate all the alternative platforms. Yeah, they just send it all out there. So we're on like Gab, Odyssey, uh, BitChute, Minds, and Rumble. And and, and also we're on Rockfin too. But I just want to encourage people to, you know, try to start patroning these alternative platforms as much as possible, you know, because like Discord's coming down now with some... Yeah. ban hammer stuff now and it's just it's going to be a constant thing i think where it's like this thing gets big and then it just it, mm-hmm. it becomes uh a, a, a now it's no longer a bastion of free speech and then there's a new lifeboats and we just go to those and then we just keep doing it until we you know start creating other different systems it's it's never going to end it's always going to be a thing but yeah um but yeah like i just want to encourage people to use alternative media as much as possible and um you know support us there if you can that's really really cool but yeah we're on youtube too i'm going to use all the platforms i'm on facebook too our telegram group is really uh pretty cool uh so that's in the link to everything uh and uh and so that's that's the majority of what i do uh really trying to get you know more of the spiritual concepts down to practical manner and use as possible without it sounding too woo wooey or, um, or too like, I don't know, uh, hoorah, I guess <laughs> somewhere between the two. Well, that's, um, that's important to sort of bring a practical element to this because you can read all the books you want, but, um, you sort of come to the point you think, well, well, what's the point, you know, if I can't implement this stuff in my, in my own life, you know, why am I soaking up? all this information so if you if you can sort of distill that into things that people can implement that's great yeah and so because we want to put this into practice anyway and that's really where you know like i, I think it's it's important to because i just floated through and just read everything and that was cool you know in a, in a sense because i got so much 
breadth, but until I really got specific and started actually putting things into practice and like trying them and doing them and, you know, doing that kind of stuff, I didn't really know what worked and what didn't because there's just so many people out there that just repeat. They're just repeating pieces of shit. That's all they are. (laughs) Just saying whatever so-and-so said and pretending like they have the same experience and just, there's just so much of that because literally the internet is like, please just give me as much content as you can. So people are just Mm -hmm. making crap up. They're just saying all these things. Um, And you know, whatever Uh, it is, what it is. We do every week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about self help. I'm talking about like self help stuff, right? That's just, it's just, it's just. Tell you what, we, we, uh, we're on a, remember we signed up for a website like two or three years ago and it's this, sort of matchmaking website for podcasters and guests mm-hmm. and we get like a i don't i've never logged on there for years but every Emails week or so we you. get an email um with like a choice selection of the potential <laughs> guests and it's all self-help self-help oh, yeah. self-help and you get a little a little paragraph of uh you know their story and how they're gonna be mm-hmm. a great guest and it's just it's the same person basically mm-hmm. over and over again but with different color hair and a different sex and from a different country it's like it's, there seems to be a massive appetite for this stuff but we still seem to be underserved i don't know world. about that no i mean i mean as far as quality goes but yeah no i but that's what's interesting about it too is because i've read offers and offers and offers and offers all these different coaching programs i love it i love stuff i want to learn i'll do other people's courses i'm not too good i've spent ridiculous amounts of on stupid shit, you know, like, like <laughs> things that I should I probably shouldn't have bought, but I don't care, you know, cause I'm curious. And so I would get like, I would look into all these different things, but I mean, at this point it's gotten to the point where everything kind of is exactly the same. And it's just a word salad. It doesn't even oh, mean yeah, anything. Yeah. I read someone's offer. They don't even tell me what I'm going to get or what the benefits are. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. You know, what, what do you, so, what do you make of that guy? The guy who's huge in America, Tony's, something robbins tony Tony robbins Robbins. yeah have you ever you know looked into his stuff i've read a couple of his books but i've never done any of his like programs and stuff i know that he's done a lot of work and a lot of good work but uh yeah i'm not uh i'm not sure because i've never been to like one of his seminars i know he uses a lot of nlp oh which whatever people have different opinions about it i think it's important to understand the tools that are being used against us there's just no other way out of that. Right. But, uh, but I think nonviolent communication is a lot more powerful and useful, you know? So you learn both use what you like or aspects of both in each. They say that the NLP stuff is very similar to the trivium stuff. It's really just about picking apart and understanding the grammar that's in there. And those little pieces that they're, you know, Mixing together, however they do. It's a funny one. It's a controversial one, NLP, because uh, if you go to the Wikipedia page of NLP or you read some sort of scientific stuff about NLP, they are constantly trying to debunk it. Mm. Um, It's just marketing. It's marketing, NLP. It's messaging. Same with the media and the news and everything else. There's nothing nothing special about NLP. It's just the power of words, spell, spelling, casting spells. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But, you know, because they've put this label on it, NLP, and because right, some, some right. guy wrote a book about it and he said, oh, this is how it works. And, the, well, yeah, that's easy to take apart. But the, the actual meat of it is is that it's, uh, it's programming, essentially, I think. Yeah, it can be used that way. I think it can be used, uh, you know, very positively, too, to understand that, like, words are categorical representations of things, not the things in in themselves. So one of my biggest heroes is Robert Anton Wilson. He talks a lot about maybe logic. He talks a lot about belief systems, which he calls BS, you know, like all (laughs) belief systems. He says, I don't don't believe anything, but I have my suspicions. That's his kind of famous quote. And I love that, you know, because the NLP stuff, it goes from like the structure of magic, which is on my on my reading list right now uh, to before that. uh, What was the guy's name? He had a kind of a long name. Korzybski. He's talking about how words work uh, early, earlier on. And Robert Anton Wilson took a lot of hit from his work. And I think Bandler, the guys who wrote the structure of magic, which became NLP, ultimately just identifying to understand like we use words to try to describe things but the words are just symbols pointing to the thing itself you know if i say black cat you see a different black cat in your head than i see in my head potentially i might see sylvester (laughs) you see you know one that you had or one that was scary in the moon or something you don't you know so they're great as signposts but if we just shifted the way that we speak to instead of being like this is uh, Robert Anderson Wilson's whole thing is it's like, if we said, um, I like, I prefer Mozart to Beethoven. I think that it's better. It's better seeming to me instead of Mozart's better than Beethoven. All of a sudden <laughs> we're in a completely different world. Was, um, was Wilson the Illuminatus guy? He wrote, wrote Illuminatus, Illuminatus trilogy. Yeah. 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 yeah I, Man, yeah. I've not read that for years. <laughs> 20 and, years uh, probably. They put together, uh, the, the, that one religion that praised Eris too. Um, oh, the Bob. The Bob uh, Discordianism. Oh, Bob. Discordianism, yeah. This, yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to have to pick that up again. It's, uh, sorry. It's fine. God, he's going to have a sex week. <laughs> I've never seen you so excited on a podcast before, yeah. man. Awesome, it's good, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> God. Sweet. What's, uh, what are you reading at the minute, Owen? Uh, at the minute, I'm about to uh, read again. I'm reading Reality Transurfing, but I'm almost finished with it. Um, again, I've been reading that book for like five years. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting, it's the Russian invasion for me as far as what I'm reading. This is The Dream Searchers, Andrei Roitov. I've read it before, uh, but I'm doing a book club and we're going to try and like practice out some of the uh, two methods in here for dreaming. I have a friend who's like a really good at lucid dreaming. She's been a lucid dreamer her whole life. And uh, you okay? Sorry. You okay? It's, just, <laughs> it's a bloody drive. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all good here. Yeah. But um, lucid dreaming. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a dream, bro. But yeah. So we're uh, several of the folks that I met at contacted the cabin. We got somehow it came up in the thread and we start talking about it. So we're going to do like a dream coven slash book club kind of thing nice. and see if we can't practice some of the things that they do in this book. Cause like they enter each other's dreams and stuff in the book. What? So we're going to, 
Yeah, we're going to try to do that and see if we can do it. So oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> People will be so judgmental of me if they get in my head when I'm dreaming. Yeah. Everyone's giving consent. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not, mind it's rape. It's not one of those where you're just like going into random people's dreams or something. That's not cool. You can't be doing that. Have is you there, got is there a technique for that? <laughs> Have you got I any? Uh, yeah, I've uh, heard people say that they can do it. Holy shit! I have. I'm sure it probably does exist. I, I know that sounds maybe silly to some people, but uh, I, based on some of the shit I've seen, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all to hear that. To be honest, uh, you have your suspicions. You don't believe it, but you have your suspicions. That's right. <laughs> I would agree. I'm not going to fight. Yeah, I'm not going to fight for it, but it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it seems plausible. Have me. you got any um have you got any go to techniques to try and uh manifest lucid dreaming? Yeah, lucid dreaming. Uh, there's one movie, if people haven't seen it before, uh called Waking Life that's really cool. I recommend checking that out. It's a Richard Linklater movie. He did Dazing and Fuse, he did oh, Boyhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's shot and then rotoscoped on top. So it's like animated on top. So it looks like a trippy dream the whole time. Wow. And there's a lot of different uh, te- uh, techniques, even even just in that movie, which is kind of cool. Uh, but one thing you can do is to turn the light on and off. It doesn't go on and off in the dream. Yes. Uh, and and usually, but not always, reading things is weird. Like words and numbers will start to like morph and change. Like if you look at a clock or if you look at like a, a book or a signpost or something in your dream, sometimes the numbers will hover or move or they won't make sense, you know? Yeah. Like the first time I had a lucid dream, I was walking through a parking lot and I realized I was like, holy shit, I'm dreaming. And I looked up and we have a lot of Walmarts here. In my dream, I was in this Walmart parking lot, but it was, I looked up and it said the Wall Rock Cafe. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a dream. So then I said to one of the dream characters, hey, you see all those buggies over there? We call them buggies in the South. They're carts, but whatever. I was like, push them all over. And then he fucking did it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so then I went into Walmart and like started just messing around and play with like toy guns or whatever. And then I walked out of Walmart and just flew into the sky and then i woke up and i never i never felt better than that dude i I swear to god i woke up and i felt like what kobe bryant must feel like you know what i'm saying like in the morning where it's just i just felt so literally lucid like so in control and powerful from that dream but uh, i've had a couple since then and they've all sort of varied um, and, and the lucidity kind of wavers too. Like you can kind of be aware that you're in a dream. So, so often I get so close. I'll be in a 40 foot tall tree and I'll be like, am I dreaming? <laughs> <laughs> this seems right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, do you know, do you know, our buddies, uh, from the big conspire podcast, mm-hmm. I went on their show like, uh, sometime last year and we were talking about lucid dreaming. And Lee said, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking shit at lucid dreaming. He said, every time I try and take off, I end up just sort of hovering and scraping my belly off the ground. I can't even fly properly. Every time I just, just want to wake up and I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, uh, the only two tips I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard these, Owen, for uh, encouraging lucid dreaming, is the first one is a bit like the light switch. It's knocking on the door frame. When you okay. cross a threshold, so it's the same mechanism as, as the uh, the light switch. Your hand will go okay. through the door frame, and the other one that I know of is looking at your hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Abby says that one too, um, and one that um, is in this book. 
that I'd never seen anywhere else is to draw a dream map. And for sure, I go to a lot of the same places like that 40 foot tree. You know what I mean? wow. um, but there's another place that's like bizarro beach vacation place that we always used to go to. And I'm there a lot. And so and there's this one house that I'm there a lot. So if you start to draw a dream map and like log the places that you're in, then in time it can help remind you while you're asleep, like, Oh wait, this is that dream castle bouncy house. This is, a, <laughs> you know, so I'm not about to get arrested. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's one of those. So, uh, so, you know, that's one cool way, but yeah, looking at your hand, I've heard looking into a mirror cause you're not going to see the same reflection that you normally do. That's some trippy shit. But you could even ask the dream characters too different things. Like, cause they'll, they'll, if they're a dream character, then they won't, they won't really be able to, tell you anything like you can be like this is a dream and they'll be like i it's like I'm a, you know like, <laughs> like if you start asking it what it is and what its name is and stuff this is like it just starts being like an npc like mm. freaks yeah. out it's the matrix have you ever had a lucid dream where you yeah, know you've been in control yeah I i've think put I the have. superman tights on and Dude. flown up into space i have I a couple have to, of times when i fly in my dreams i have to kick my legs really hard <laughs> oh, like dorothy like dorothy <laughs> i have to re- i have to sort of run and then i i, I talked about my wife takes the piss out of me all the time for this Tell me about your, your flying dream. Because <laughs> he makes her laugh. It's because I have to kick my legs really hard oh. and I'm running through the air. God, you're so missing the point, really. You can do anything. <laughs> That's what makes me fly. And it got to the point, I used to go through oh, stages. Yes. I'm having, I'm having um, this, I had this recurrent dream that I had a flight in a fighter jet, right? Nice. And it got to the point where I had that dream so often that I was confused as to whether or not that actually happened. So I can still think now whether I've actually been in a fighter jet. What if you're a sleeper agent and you're just waiting for that trigger word? Maybe. You'll step into an F-16 flyer. Did you have a sexy game of volleyball afterwards? (laughs) (laughs) With your wingman? Yeah, yeah, it was me and you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Don't mind rape me. Yeah. Well, we've we've blown over an hour already, an hour and ten minutes. We're gonna have to let you go, Owen. Right on. I well, we gotta we gotta hang out again. I gotta have you guys come on and chat Abs- with us sometime. Yeah, that yeah. was good fun, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was nice to meet you finally, and um, all the links will be in the show notes. These droppers, you yeah. want to check out bootscreenwood.com is up on the screen, or um, you got a banging uh, Discord as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, we've shifted shifted over to Telegram now because yeah. Manhammer's coming out to Discord. Yeah, I mean it's still there. I'll still send people there if they want to check the resources, but we're not real active there. It's Telegram. Super. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been great. You're a beautiful man. I love you, and uh, best of luck for everything you're doing in the future. And let's do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's stay in touch. Thank you guys so much. It's so nice to meet all of you. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. You too, man. Thanks for having. Mm, All right. Stay on the line for one minute while we play ourselves out, and we'll catch you fuckers on the flip side for some <laughs> housekeeping and some news. Yeah. Some really, we've got some funny shit tonight. So rude. Well, it's sorry, I, I know. Sorry, don't mean to swear at you. <laughs> you, you can. <laughs> right. See you in a bit. Right, then we're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. 
Also, I chat with Owen Hunt from Blue Collar Mystics. Yeah, nice guy. It's good fun, yeah. that one. I enjoyed mm. that one. I, it was a very easygoing, enjoyable podcast. Very no- knowledgeable person. Um, I enjoyed his presence. Oh, that's a good review. Yeah. So if you've not listened to it yet. No. It's listen. like uh, a lot of our podcasts is sort of turn into interviews. Mm. And I'm, I'm not an interviewer. Well, no, whereas um, that was very natural, wasn't it? More of conversational style which I think is better. It's probably what we should be trying to do. Depends yeah. whether you've got a talkative guest, though, isn't it? I mean, he, he were, you're well, right, he was very personable. And, yeah. and But when you have things in common, it, it becomes more natural, doesn't it? Maybe yeah, it's beards, glasses. Blue collar. Mysticism. Yeah. Yeah. Mysticism. Oh, he's cracked open the, oh, the 2001 Harvest oh, Ale. It's thick. It's dark. Oh no! Looks quite nice. The colour of his his blood's going to change too after he's drunk it, and his kidneys. Sex me, jizz. Smell it for me. (laughs) Is it? Was it actually? Fucking smell that! Oh Christ! (laughs) Was it bottled in two thousand and one? Twenty one years ago. Oh, that's yeasty. It smells like for real. It's like bovril. Fuck! Oh God! Have to taste it. Oh there. my gosh, that is uh, that's uh, thick. <laughs> it's a thick ale. Wow, it's chewy. I like it. No, JW Lee. Fuck me, Phil. I don't know how you're gonna drink all that. What really? It's, it's rich. It's like drink. <laughs> it's like drinking the cheapest, shittest um, port. So you'll probably like it. Do you want to fork with yeah, it? Yeah, that's what it's like. It's got that porty. I've been in a bottle for twenty oh, years. Christ. Taste. Oh, nostrils around you can your nostrils your arse as well. It's, uh, it's only 12%. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> fourth beer of the night. Uh, it's yummy, and uh, I'm going to enjoy it. It's not. It it's actually, like... I mean, it actually tastes okay. It's just, you <laughs> know. It does. I just don't think you should be drinking this as your fourth ale. <laughs> it's all right. I have a late start tomorrow. <laughs> you fucking animal. <laughs> Um, so check out the links in the show notes if you want to follow uh, Bootsy's work, Owen's yeah. work, Bootsy mm. Collins, Bootsy Collins. <laughs> wow, Collinman. <laughs> What's the... <laughs> he looks different from last time I saw he him. Does. Yeah, Bootsy Collins. He's, he's grown a beard and he's turned white and, and uh, looks distinctly North American. I have no idea. You know who Bootsy Collins is? The uh, bass player from Parliament. Funk. Parliament. Parliament, yeah, the funk. The, the king fu- of king. funk. <laughs> <laughs> Parliament has a band. You might know. Um, oh, you that one. You got a real good thing. <laughs> you got a real good thing going on. Yeah, that one. Yeah. You might know "Groove Is in the Heart" by D Light because he was on on that as well, doing some. Uh, was he? Screen. Yeah. Bootsy it's Collins. in the video, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Right, okay. All the hits, they all, they all had funk in the title. Good. I mean, I like a bit of funk. funk what, what's the name of the uh, the spaceship? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't they have a spaceship? This Probably. 
Am I thinking of a yellow? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the mighty Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty Boosh went up into the spaceship parliament. Ah, there was yes. a Boosie Collins thing, uh, like, segment on the mighty well, Boosh. Well, I never there got was, it. Yeah, there was a funky ball of tits. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funk. It was the it funk. It was the funk, like, Boosie Collins came down on a spaceship with the yeah, funk. Yeah, with the foot in, in a box. In was, a box. It, yeah. was it really Boosie Collins? No, it was Noel Fielding dressed as Boosie Collins, oh, probably. right. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. After watching, yeah, that my again. kids love Parliament. Do they? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's funky shit. I'll mm. look it up on Spotify. There we go. Yeah, check it. Um, History of Rome podcast. You're still watching, uh, listening to the History of Rome podcast. Yeah, I'm up to about. Um, I think I'm in 2010 or 2012 now. Bloody <laughs> yeah, hell! That's not. That's still like a decade ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, that's when. That's where. Yeah, is it still going? Roman Empire. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. That's the. No, episode. I don't know what you mean. Right, well, I'm. I'm just. We're just coming up Episodes. to. Ju- I think he's referenced Julius Caesar being a child. So just, just oh. been coming to the fall of the Republic, isn't it? I guess. Wow. So you get into the real, the real interesting part. The fall. Yeah, of the Republic. I think this guy, Gaius, something. Marius. Right? Yeah, Marius is the big one at the. Caesar's moment. uncle. Yeah, yeah. Have you got to Emperor Palpatine yet? <laughs> Not yet, no. And uh, Sulla, you'll be around that time as well. Sulla's bit, yeah, I remember Sulla as well, yeah. What about the Gracchi brothers, have they? Yes, they've, that was bef- a while before, I think, wasn't it? Not that long, before yeah. uh, was he the one who was, was Is he the one who was kind of like saying, give all the farms back to people? Yes, redistribution of wealth, yeah. Ga- uh, Gaius Gracchus and, and his brother got, Tiberius. Got stoned to death. Yeah, they both got executed, killed, yeah. <laughs> the streets. See, the senators. Eh? The senators killed uh, one of the Gracchi brothers. Oh, right, I can't remember. Like the senate, the guys in the white togas who came and like tore the fucking legs off stools and beat the fucker to death, threw him in the Tiber. Yeah, you well, want to redistribute wealth? Yeah. Oh, oh, my wealth? Yeah. No, be the fuck out of you. But this is, yeah, it's, there was quite a lot of, uh, like, you know, in the civilizations, and that's why people sort of say are concerned at the moment, aren't they, for the fall of civilization. And the similarities that kind of go on now, you know, with oligarchs and whatnot, who kind of uh, hold all the wealth, and, the, you know, this is kind of angry uprising for a redistribution of wealth. Anacyclosis. Yeah. So, Blue. yeah. Polybius' old, old theory of anacyclosis. Anacyclosis. Mm. You go through the thing, don't you? The kings. The, the cycle. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, shall we do some housekeeping? Why were you asking about that, anyway? Just see where you were up okay. to, if, you, if you'd if you stuck with it and where you are up yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I, I do it when I'm running, so... Uh, I've listened to loads. They're all, they're all like... I would recommend it if you, nobody's ever listened to it. Yeah. Sort of like some of them are like 15 minutes long, some are 40 minutes long. Um, very, very good. Mm. Yeah. Um, if you, you might want to check out his book, The Storm Before the Sword. Oh, God, how big's the writing? <laughs> oh, you get it on Audible. I mean, listen to it. He narrates it, so it's like listening to his podcast, but it, it's mm. more focused on that period you're in now. I prefer the free things, the things I can get for free. Like mm. sign up, sign up for a month, you get it for free. Then, then mm. sign out. Maybe. I mean, there's other things I think I want to move. I want to go back to our friend, the Spartan Sorry. History Podcast, because I've listened to Steve Steve Whitehead. I was up to date, yeah, with that. So uh, I've not actually looked for a while to see if there was a new one. So the last one I listened to was in about November, I think. So there should right. be one by now, I would have thought, or a few. Yeah. But his is very good. I would say his is on a par with... Absolutely. 
Mike Duncan's. With Mike Duncan's podcast, but just obviously about... Steve. High praise. Yeah. High oh. praise, Steve. Yeah, Steve. I think it is. In, yeah. You know, I'm, I am a, a history fool, but you know. Cool. I, I like what I like. <laughs> Historical fool. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's men in, in, <laughs> Togans. in tunics yeah. with oiled breasts. Yeah. Fair Good. Enough. Okay. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. This is a Value for Value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. Of ways of doing this, and my current favorite way, my always my favorite way of returning value is word of mouth, getting the word out, and uh, mm. getting help by our listenership to grow. Would you not mm. concur? Yeah, I yeah. mean, feels like on a laser guided bomb on the growth at the moment, <laughs> aren't you? What's current that, what's class that? mean? A laser guided bomb? I don't know. It's maybe it's just because I've got like you know the war in Ukraine on the back of my mind, doom scrolling, unconscious. That's all. Growth is the key to success, to everything, to everything we want to unlock. Yeah. What we want to achieve. We need a thousand subs on YouTube, apparently, don't uh, we? Oh, yeah. Apparently, that's yeah. a big deal. So we have to um, bow down to the YouTube overlords, unfortunately, because that's one of the best ways of spreading our filth. Yes. <laughs> well, that's where the biggest audience is. And, yeah. you know, the first hour with the guests is usually within the Clean. bounds of what is acceptable. Yes, yes. Usually. To the algorithm gods, the YouTube <laughs> gods, you know, the fucking... Um, we are the gods of YouTube and we deem your content worthy. Mm. You know, so capitalise on that. Yep. Mm. And apparently once you get up to a thousand subscribers, you start getting referred to and, and the growth becomes easier. But the whole point is to grow our listenership, yeah. grow our base mm. of people who can support us so that we can continue to do this dedicate more time to it, improve the content and the quality thereof, and then put into practice plans for the future where we can See, this is go out into the big plans. wide world. The transient, this is the podcast is a transient goal because you can always That's make right, the podcast yes. better. Yes. Yep. You can always morph and change. How else can you become producer? You could um, buy some merch. That's not how you become a producer, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, come on, Ben. It's a fucking five it's years not in. difficult. Return some value. Any it's way of returning here. value. Yeah, buying a t shirt returns value. <laughs> fucking hell, you spouse. <laughs> where do you get them from? Where, 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 where do you get them from? Telling them off. Where do you get your t shirts from? Oh, come on, Ben. Is it the Amish loot chest? <laughs> yeah, where would you find that, this Amish loot chest? How would you get that? Yeah, good. Yes. Maybe well I should. Should you think I should? <laughs> you think I should, should I put the loot chest on the, all my links? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Good try, couldn't I? Yeah, it won't do any harm. Could try that. Um, I like reviews because I get to read those out. We don't get mm. enough reviews. Don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> Not had any for about six months. <laughs> Um, that we know of because we just assume our content is perfectly adequate yeah um i think we we could do with the, getting them on spotify oh right so you can do the star rating now for us on yeah spotify, you can definitely because I, I i've rated us three stars oh. out of five. Oh, <laughs> honest <laughs> and uh it Such says a harsh critic it's it, it would be um it said we need a certain amount of reviews before it'll be published basically right oh, okay so yeah get doing that 
Um, and the other thing as well is, you know, you might leave a review and it might not get forwarded to us through like, because we, we can't check every sort of platform and a lot of it comes through Chartable, doesn't it? So well, there's a million podcast apps. Yeah. So, you know, email us, let us know, join the Discord. Just yeah, join yeah, the yeah. Discord. A lot of people have been joining the Discord. Yeah, link in the show notes for that if you want to join the Discord and become a, a more active part of the community. Yes. And, and this is the best place to send us things like video clips, uh, audio clips, mm-hmm. where you can actually produce the content of what we do in the second half mm. and what we're going to talk about. Uh, that's the best place to do it. There are threads specifically there for video clips, um, uh, audio clips, uh, guest suggestions. Mm-hmm. Guest suggestions is a good one, isn't it? Uh, Nick. Oh, Nick and Zach on the Discord have been on fire with uh, yeah. guest suggestions of late, which we're looking into. Mm. And we're like, we're booked up well in, into May at yeah. the minute. But we will implement guest suggestions. We can't force people. No. Come on. but And sometimes people are busy, aren't they? And they say, Absolutely. try again a bit later. Yeah. But uh, we try and implement your guest suggestions. Um, mm. Show artwork you can send us on the Discord as well. Mm. Would you like to say, uh, see the uh, show artwork for episode 222. We have a couple of submissions, if I can find them. Uh, Here we are, 221 artwork. This one's from Bunyanut, who's been on fire with the show artwork. Oh, is that Lapis Lazuli? It looks like it, or is it Shungite? Oh, I don't know. Or is it Organite? I think it's lapis. It looks like it's lapis. lapis blue, that was the the thing, wasn't it? In the <coughs> in the classical age, was it not? Absolutely. Am I making that up? Yeah, no, from no. Uh, Afghanistan. Mm. Yeah, Afghanistan. It was, was the, the tits, as they used to say. <laughs> yeah, back in the eighties. Uh, uh, what would you call it? A semi-precious stone. Yeah. Is this? Uh, are, are they supposed to be pendulums? They look like them. Mm, yeah. So he knows. Is he familiar with Owen? Must be. Must be. Well, good for you. Doing I enjoy that. Yeah. I, I like uh, that. It pops. Um, I made a submission. Ooh. Oh, look. Got the chakras. Is that right? Mm. And an eye, is that an eye of something? Horus. And a lotus flower behind. A lotus. And is that like referencing something? Well, Owen's on Owen's website. He has like a, an orange heart with the eye of Horus in it mm-hmm. as his sort of symbol. So I just sort of stole that. It's not my best. Um, the fidelity is poor. <laughs> I couldn't find a good enough image of uh, the man in the chakra pose mm. that could be blown up to the uh, adequate fidelity. So it's just something I threw together poorly. But I thought, you know, the idea was right. The execution was poor. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> So I mean I'm I'm happy to give it to Bunyan. You know, I think yeah, that should be the yeah, that's it pops. Right. It pops. It does. does. Yep. Yeah. And I love lapis lazuli as well. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah I think congratulations uh, producer Bunyan is going to have the show artwork for episode two hundred and twenty two. So that moves on to the uh, the YouTube thumbnail. We need a title for this. I need to grab my quill. Pendu- something about pendulums. What did we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Lucid dreaming, pendulums. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, switch the light switch on and off to lucid dream. Something about that. Uh, Turn your lights on. Lucid dreaming, tips and tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lucid uh, dreaming. 
give your door frame a knock. Something about the summer in turning the light switch on, isn't there? Like having a light switch moment to lucid dream. Ooh. But it's not, obviously, you know, it's a play on light bulb moment. Light. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Can you switch this light switch for lucid dreaming? Oh, shit. Can you switch... <laughs> this is like the apprentice. Is this the switch for lucid dreaming? Turn me on to lucid dreaming? Oh, yeah. Turn yourself on to lucid dreaming. Mm. Okay. Turn yourself. Wakey, wakey, hands off snakey. <laughs> It's time to switch to lucid dreaming. <laughs> it's time to big up the man dead. <laughs> I don't know. I've got I've got lucid dreaming tips and tricks, yeah. or turn yourself on to lucid dreaming <laughs> dreamings. <laughs> turn yourself on to lucid dreamings. Yeah, I like him. Well, yeah. you, well, you just ignored all mine and just used all your own. Yours were rubbish. You're not a marketing guy. You, would, you wouldn't have got to mine. Are you always even without mine? What? You use my ideas as a stepping stone. Lucid in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> Lucid in the sky with light switches. You've just taken mine and put light switches on it. But it has to be something with light switches. <laughs> Any other ways to become a producer? There uh, must be. Oh, oh Focus G! <laughs> it has we to have been one. No, we haven't had any Focus oh, it G must have been last this week. It must have been last week, Focus. that one. Yeah, so if you go in the Discord, there's a thread there for Focus G requests. If you are yeah. in a funk, if you're suffering from a health condition in the form of depleted G, if you've got a job interview coming up, yeah. maybe a relationship going through some a rocky period. And... Uh, you require our community to focus our chi in your direction for your given name. Pop your request in the Discord channel or email us at thearmistyposition at gmail.com and we will do that. We will focus our chi in your direction for your given name and hope that, well, it's 100% effective so far. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. <coughs> so we can't bring people back from the dead and we can't make people fall in love, but everything else seems to be seems to yeah, work. Like the Just... Genie. To be clear, we've not tried either of those things, so we're not certain it won't work. Unethical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no? Yes, probably. <laughs> have you not seen Aladdin? <laughs> I have, yeah, and I enjoyed he, it. He says he won't bring people back to the dead. He doesn't. And he won't make people fall in love. No. It's too risky. We're the same. Dangerous. You know. uh, memes for Instagram. Got loads of good memes this week. Thanks for them. Uh, you know, uh, social media is something I, I have no interest in, no interest in. But we have to be on a- active on social media to help expand our audience. So if you folks in the Discord, like you have this week, can send us memes to post on Instagram, that frees up my time to do other things for the show, looking for news stories or, or whatever. So it's really appreciated if you can send us memes for Instagram, help spread the word. Saves us time to do what we what we should be doing is making this bit that we do now. So that's mm-hmm. it's really helpful. Don't uh, underestimate how uh, you know just sending a few memes on Instagram. It really is helpful to us. What else on there uh, can you do to become a producer? The last one is tosses a fucking coin. Toss a coin to absolutely. Do it for the lads, 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 lads. because. Oh, we're northern and we're.
bloody miserable and the weather's fucking shit. Yeah, go to armistinquisition.com. There's a PayPal button there and you can sign up for a, a solitary single donation, um, a monthly recurring sustaining donation. And donations at the level of £50 or over will grant you the rank, the status, the cachet of executive producer for that particular episode, which just looks amazing on you. On your CV, doesn't it? Mm, Curriculum yeah. vitae. Yeah, only you fuckers out there can save Plotland and keep the shit show going for another <laughs> week. Okay, is it time to uh, thank the producers for episode? What are we on? Two, two, two. Yeah, two, two, two. Yeah, it's time to big up the man Dems. Mm. Yo, if we got, we've got Bunyan nuts for the artwork. We've got Helen of Troy Slicko, uh, Nick and Zach. For more great guest suggestions, uh, the anonymous people who bought merch this week. Thank you. It's so amazing in your look. They are, yeah, so amazing in their, their love. And literally. That's me. <laughs> the best mate. Building back better. Because I'm literally a communist. The dwarf. The grape, the homophobe, the wind, the asna, the corrupt chunks, the number 11, the blind man, the fallen on the horizon, the cripple and the mother of from hell. I don't get it, never will. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. The drink. Thanks for your support for another week. And uh, it's much appreciated. Okay. Yeah. Very I've got a, I've got a present. There. Yeah, you have, yeah. I'm gonna have to open this now. Or what? I think you are. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. Do, do it properly, man. <laughs> Happy birthday. Hugh Janus. He's proud of this, you know. Look how well he's wrapped it. I know uh, he's I'm a bit disturbed at how well how well he wraps things, to be honest with you. It is just a box. <laughs> Serial killer. Yeah, I know, but he, he even at like Secret Santa he wraps things properly, didn't he? I think if you if you unwrap it delicately, you'll realise how shit it, it actually is wrapped. Uh why 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 this choice of wrapping paper? Was it just left that's, over? That's what we had, yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna dive in. I think you don't you love is it, is it like a surprise. Is it leggings? Oh, it's not leggings. Leggings? Playmobil. <laughs> oh, look. Oh. Hey, hey. It's, uh, who is it? A wizard? It's, um, your man, Galileo. Galileo, proper, Galileo. Proper history, Playmobil. Wow, he's got a telescope. It's expensive, Galileo of Galilee, you know. the king of the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got we get his bench, a globe. A globe. Like the world's not <laughs> flat. Fucking <laughs> hell. Okay, no. yeah. It's quill. Candle. Um, uh, a picture of some tits. <laughs> Star map. <laughs> well, um, there's some, there's some um, sacred geometry there as well. <laughs> uh, they're uh, constellations. Oh, they We've got Draco there and Arcurus, I think. Okay. And uh, a sextant. Uh, the, the tools of... Okay. Some, oh, what? Excuse me. Some Freemasonic free tools Sextant. Sextant. <laughs> <laughs> a compass a excellent a compass compass brilliant <laughs> I think uh, why has he got red eyes because <laughs> no, he's the evil, evil version yeah. yeah he's sort of enchanting something <laughs> I hope he lights up Expelio 
Columbus. To the Inquisition. It didn't work. He was folks. Well, thanks for that. That's a very thoughtful gift. You're welcome. I will, I'll, uh, I'll get my six-year-old on it. He yeah. will, he'll love uh, putting that together. I think it he comes. That's the thing. It's, it's just it's, a it's display. Just, that's the difference between Playmobil and Lego. It's it's just no together. creative thought required. Now you just get it all out and <gasps> pose it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Oh, he can pose it then. Where's he going to put it though? Here. <laughs> Building back better. Yeah, I'll put it on the desk or something. Okay, that's fine. Good. Right, yeah. what have you got for us then? Well, you know, there's been nothing happening in the news, has there? No. Oh. no. COVID. <coughs> That's gone. There's none of that, is there? But um, some Ukrainian stuff I wanted to highlight. Okay. Uh, how, how, how this is merging into the new world order. Right. The Great Reset. Okay. This is why COVID has disappeared overnight and, and we're getting bombarded with the messaging. We don't know the news. We do what the news is telling you to think. And we do silly news, but <laughs> okay. you know, you know, the serious bit is what is the news telling you to think? So, do we um, need, do we need a jingle now for serious yeah. jingle? No, it won't be. It won't. It won't be over. It'll be over pretty soon. Do you think? Fifteen days, apparently. Why do you think fifteen days? I don't know. Is there, I, is read, that, I read is, something. Is that like a sacred number? No. no. <laughs> okay. Come on. Um, you know. Um, oh no! No, I'll leave it. Go on. What are you going to say? I was going to say that. There was a lot Don't of... Don't censor yourself. <laughs> All right. There was a lot of uh, worry about... <laughs> is Finkel. Wasn't there, wasn't there a lot of worry about Russia influencing uh, elections, yeah. both here and in the States? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't they influence elections in, in Ukraine. Ukraine a while ago? Um, that was all bullshit. They didn't influence uh, the, exactly. the elections in the States. I don't think they did. You know who did, though? Facebook. Oh, yeah. the Facebook robots. Facebook definitely did. Zuck Truck... Yeah, he's like, um, I want to uh, change the result of this election. I will Hillary Clinton for president, please. Set the algorithms to stun. <laughs> now, that's how it works. Who's Stan? <laughs> 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 stan. <laughs> so, Ukraine, uh, I've, got the, I've got this clip from Jeremy Vine. Oh. You know where uh, Channel Five? Uh, it used to be it was it was Mark Wright, was it? Right. Matthew Wright. The right stuff. The right stuff with oh, Matthew yeah. Wright, who was this Channel Five late morning news magazine program. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Vine took it over. Jeremy Vine is the stalwart of the BBC, mm. uh, and still does it. Still does it on the radio, mm -hmm. uh, and this is TV. And uh, I couldn't resist this clip because it's it's amazing. What's your problem with fighting Russians if they've invaded Ukraine? What's your problem with doing that? Well, Russia were our allies. Yeah, but that's, that's then. The people of it's Russia now. are not our enemies. And I don't think they are the enemies. Quite a number of those Russians you probably find will go across and they, they were holding their hands up this morning, not wanting to fight showing the Ukrainians. Yeah, but if... They uh, were told lies by Putin, surprise, surprise. True. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, the brutal... Well, uh, Bill, 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 the brutal reality is if you put on a uniform for Putin and you go and fight his war, you probably deserve to die, don't you? Do you? Do kids deserve to die? Eighteen twenty, called up, conscripted. Yep. That's life. Who don't understand yep, that's it. Life. That's the way I, it goes. Who don't I, grasp the issues. Yep. Well, that's just the brutality of war. We never. Push it. I How's think. This? I think he's being purposefully 
What's the word? Competitive. Yeah, I think he's like playing devil's advocate, really, to wind him up to get a, a soundbite so he could get on the army's inquisition. Maybe. That was then. We've always been at war but with Eurasia. I, I do get uh, the... Russia, <laughs> today, Russia Today has been banned from... Uh, has it? Yeah. BBC's yeah. been banned in Russia. Yeah. What do you think is more inflammatory? What Russia Today has been posting or what he's saying? Well, no, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. Take a mm. step back. Listen to what he's saying. Because mm. I was okay. listening to some of the stuff on Russia Today and it wasn't, like, overly <laughs> pro-Russia. It was just following the Russian narrative, wasn't it? So not mentioning so war. It was, yeah, it didn't say war and it said special operation, didn't it? And then focused a little bit more on um, sort of... Sanctions and things. Like yeah, I don't know. It's very subtle, but... Uh, today's No Agenda will be out now. They played uh, probably a dozen clips from Russia today right. since it's been banned. Mm-hmm. It's worth a listen. Mm-hmm. It's worth a listen because, you know, it seems pretty fair and balanced, to be honest. Mm-hmm. BBC. But it's not in our uh, interest to hear that. I know, yeah. Because we're pushing for a war. Al Jazeera is probably quite balanced. I've been... Yeah. Listen to that, watching that. Um, they haven't really got a dog in the fight, I guess. Mm. Uh, neither have we, incidentally. But BBC today, today, this week, um, they've been tweeting that BBC services are available in Russia on the dark web <laughs> and <laughs> advising people to download the Tor browser. Get the fuck Whoa. out of me. Mm, true. Yeah. Without a license fee? <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> And that's the other thing as well. All right, I'll do that then. I'll, I'll, I'll have my 160 quid, quid back then. But they've been saying how dangerous the dark web is for, for know, so long, yeah. and now it's a tool that they can use to. Yeah, because it's the fucking propaganda. Mm. Well, the Who, other... It's a state. It's run by the British state, the BBC. It's no different from RT. Mm. So you're living through it, you're in the country of, of Target, you're in the targeted country. Listening to the BBC for us is no different from the Russians listening to RT. It's yeah. propaganda. It's state propaganda. Always has been. What's RIA then? RIA. That's another news company that seems to get a lot of flack from the British media. Oh, it's probably, it's probably good then. Um, <laughs> Can you get it on the dark web? If not, I'm not interested. Well, this is the thing, isn't it, about... One of the arguments for keeping the BBC around that I've heard in the past is this kind of idea of soft power. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and I find it a bit sort of... It's, it's patronising in some ways, some of the things that they come out with. But it was saying, like... What were they saying to sort of, like, people in Russia are turning to the BBC in order to find out what's really happening in the in Ukraine? Nonsense. It's nonsense. That. I know. It's propaganda. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what? Information is is the mainstay of war now. Isn't it's the, not like, military might? Isn't RTE doing the same thing, or other and other sort of European TV channels? What do you mean? RTE is the big French one, isn't it? Um, I imagine that they're they're broadcasting different different views into Russia as well as the BBC. It's not just the BBC. We're not the not the biggest dog in town, are we? As much as we we may be told that they are. Certainly a lot bigger than RTE or, or mm. uh, what's the 
across the Italian world. I think it is quite... A, a, it's a, it's a massive the, worldwide brand, the, particularly for news. Were, the, this British, is the British soft power that you're talking about. The World Service, basically, is, is a famous thing, isn't it? And it was, in, I believe, in like World War Two, it was used as a similar sort of thing, wasn't it? For all around the world, obviously, basically. Maybe that's what they're saying then. So similarly to World War Two, turn to the BBC <laughs> for, your, for your, your alternate media. <laughs> mm. Alternative media needs to be independent, for, particularly of state funding, for fuck's sake. Mm. You can't trust any media that's state-funded. ITN, independent television news. Yeah. Anyway, we've sort of hit a... Talking about Jeremy Vine sending people to not being bothered about... Yeah, I wanted to rifle through this this Ukraine stuff because it's quite depressing. (laughs) Yeah. We're sticking on it for ages. I'm, you know... Doom-scrolling, like Ben said. I know. I'm going to take a a leaf out of Joe Biden's book... (laughs) I'm just going to stand in, in solidarity with um, the people of Iran. It may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Wow. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. And he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world. Absolutely. Now, if you watch the video, Kamal is in the background going, Ukraine, <laughs> Ukrainian, Ukrainian people. Yeah. She's just licking her lips. <sighs> When's this fucker going to die? <laughs> so I can have his job. I mean, you, that must have been the deal. Must do you been. think he has yeah. a back to tank he goes back to? <laughs> yeah. He needs to go back in the back to tank, doesn't he? For... Can you imagine what it looks like when he gets out? Ooh. Just a husk. Skin flakes. <laughs> I mean, he's physically and mentally fucked, isn't he? He can't he's walk. very frail looking, isn't he? yeah. He's, mm. He shouldn't. He never should have been in, put in the job. There's like, an argument. We all, know, we all know this. Is there an argument for there being a limit, an an upper limit on the the age of people in power? I know you can't universally apply that. No, you can't. No. So no. <laughs> right. Bob Dole was like, I think Bob Dole was eighty once when he ran for the presidency. We, we all know people who have made it to 90 and have had all the mm. faculties and been sharp as a tack. Yeah. And we know Queen. people who've been 65 and started losing it. Yeah, yeah like Bernie Sanders. So there's no... Uh, <laughs> there's no sort of... Uh, you can't sort of rule on these things. It has to be on an individual basis. But the fact mm. that this guy was pushed and he became the, the most powerful man in the world... Even though he was physically and mentally, was physically and mentally unfit, unfeasible. <laughs> he couldn't even say it, could he? No, unfit for the job. But that just shows up, shows you what a sham it is to start with. Yeah, it's not. You know, he's not running the show, is he? <laughs> no, is he fuck. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> the big sanctions are hitting now. I predict the war is going to be over within forty-eight hours of this new sanction. How's this for a sanction against Russia, Russia, Carolyn? The Federation Internationale Feline has announced that cats from Russia cannot compete in any international competition that they govern. Now, Caroline, this strikes me as a bit unfair. I mean, why are Russian cats paying the price for Putin's aggression? Yeah, sanctions can go too far. They can. I mean, the Russian cats have been murdering the Ukrainian mice for generations now. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you lie about that? It's serious. 
I'll try, try to be entertaining. Yeah, okay. Uh, Putin is Hitler. Putin is Hitler. <laughs> is that Liz Truss? No, that's question time last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Putin is Hitler. Yeah. Who's worse? And then they go to, uh, what's his name? Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> Reinhorn is Putin. <laughs> Finkel is Hitler. Hmm? Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love uh, Jim Carrey. He's a guy, isn't he? Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Sonic Hedgehog 2, so trailer for it yeah, last night. April. It's yeah. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's going to be bold, isn't he? Yeah. Has to be, with a ginger moustache. Yes. Because when yes. he got, because there's a post-credit sequence. There is from the last one. Oh, I missed that. And he's, he, gets, he goes into a different dimension and he's bold. Oh, no, I did see that. He's on an alien planet. That's yeah. where yeah. he goes mad. Eggs. Yeah. He's on his own, like the Martian. Like yeah. Mad Damon. <laughs> yeah. Great film. The Martian. <laughs> I right. enjoyed it. Long. Entertaining. Too long. Like every film that comes out now, an hour too long. Yeah, well, yeah. Why can't anyone make a film that's 90 minutes anymore? Ooh. Why do I have to give up an entire evening to watch a film? Two and a half. Because it two costs, and three quarter hours. Because it costs £13 now no, to go and see point. it at the cinema. No, I'm not going to film. I mean, watch it home. Yeah, I know, but that's why. Because it's getting more expensive. <sighs> right. Uh, there's a market there for making short films. Yeah, for feeble-minded people. Like Those for people who don't have to, TikTok. an evening to waste <laughs> on, on make-believe stuff. You get to the end and it's shit. It's like, fuck. At least I could have, you know, only wasted an hour and a half of my life on two and a half hours or three. We I could have been sleeping. We should not be doing spend, anything. We should not spending time with your son or your wife whilst you're doing that's worth something. When? Doing when? What, what when? When you watch a film. What? What do you mean? You watch it together and then analyse yeah. it. And then you enjoy the experience together. No, no, it's just put someone on to shut them up. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> we don't, we don't, it's rare we watch a film together. We've been watching the Iron Man films. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched a bit of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe once a month, maybe. Right. Once every three weeks we'll watch a film together. Mm. But, you know, you make a deal, have to be make a big deal of it. Turn the lights off, get some popcorn. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for doing that. Yeah. Make little tickets, done all that. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe we maybe watch maybe ten films, uh, eight films a year. Ten films a day. <laughs> <laughs> God, talk about sidetracked. Oh, let's talk about the New World Order, man. Come on, then. Um, okay, I've got this clip of the Ukrainian freedom fighter on Fox News. Right. Who kind of went off script and uh, let the message drop about what we're really fighting for. In Eastern Europe? Right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. We knew that we are the shield for the euro. We are the shield for the euro. We fight for the new world order. I don't think she was meant to say that. (laughs) Somehow. Interesting choice of words for a Ukrainian freedom fighter. Hmm. Yeah. Any idea what she's saying? We fight for the new world order. We are the shield for the euro. Where is she talking about geographically uh, being between NATO and Russia? Or be, being between the EU and Russia as well? I don't know. I, that's what I think. But, you know, I'm not a professional. What's the new world order got to do with it? Who's the new world order then? The, the euro? Know. The EU? 
Amanda, is this a new world order of democratic countries? Right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. We knew that we are the shield for the euro. The new world order for the democratic countries. We are the shield for the EU, for the euro. What's this new world order? Today, maybe the democratic countries. Finland joining NATO. Climate change, social credit scores, central bank digital currencies. To be fair, this she didn't say order. any of those things. <laughs> well, what is the new world order for the democratic countries? It might just be a shift around... Um, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> what is it? I've probably got as much idea as she does. Okay, so we'll leave that there. We'll put a pin in that. <laughs> and we'll move on to... Uh, oh, talk radio. So uh, former MEP, that's a member of the European Parliament, to mm. our American listeners, former MEP uh, Ben Habib was on uh, Talk Radio, which is probably the biggest sort of radio talk show in the in the UK channel, I would say. Big on YouTube. Bigger than LBC. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I, I thought they were it's one of the biggest. All oh, right. Talk Radio. It's, it's it Julia Hartley Brewer. Uh, used to have Alan Brazil on Talk Sport. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they had uh, MEP, former, sorry, former MEP Ben Habib talking about the, the uh, situation in Ukraine. And I just have this clip. What yeah. we now need is for some stability to come to that region as fast as possible and then to find out how we extricate ourselves from this hugely problematic um, divide that has now separated the West from Russia on one side and I think China increasingly so in alliance with Russia. We've got a new world order that's emerged over the last week or 10 days, yeah. and we need to really think very carefully how we engage with that new order. Yeah. Still coincidence, is it, this? Or is this... We're talking new world orders, so... It's a new order within the world. <laughs> so no, it's a new world order. It's very clear. So are we, are we, are we saying we're going to make the new world order and they're going to make a new world order and then we're going to see who wins. I think his new world order is the separation between East and West. Let's listen okay. again. What yeah. we now need is for some stability to come to that region as fast as possible. So we're talking about Eastern Europe, stability mm-hmm. in Eastern Europe, particularly Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then to find out how we extricate ourselves from this hugely problematic um, divide that has now separated the West from Russia on one side. and I. So, um, Russia were kicked out of the... Were they kicked out of the G7 a few years ago? There's been a, a frostiness mm. that... Um, I the, remember the, the, summits with Tony Blair and Putin and stuff. Um, yeah. It was in, more chummy. Well, apparently, <laughs> I was reading something today and George Bush... Um, went to see him about four or five times. Yeah, yeah. and he came over and they went to Saint. He went to Saint Petersburg a couple of times. Absolutely. Um, at the turn of the century, that's when he was first on the block, wasn't it? This will be when we were making those promises not to expand NATO, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, because yeah, which we broke fourteen times yeah. with fourteen different countries coming into NATO. Mm. Mostly Eastern Bloc countries, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You have a Lithuania and Estonia. It's all the Baltic states, isn't it? That have they're the ones that border. 
Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Sweden, Finland. Finland's and not in it yet. Finland. Not in it yet. And Sweden aren't, I don't think. Ooh. Might be wrong about Sweden, but Finland aren't, I don't think. Finland definitely aren't. Mm. Okay. Because I mean, the, point, to- the point is that we we made it well. Yeah, we have been we've been we poking an, the Russian bear. We had an agreement. Yeah. That we wouldn't expand NATO. Mm-hmm. And we did. <laughs> yes. And we've been warned. Yes. What might happen? Well, obviously, if you listen to the BBC or the news, you're not going to get any of this. You're going to get Putin is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a warmonger. But the other thing is, he hasn't been provoked whatsoever. We're kumbaya. We're the West. We're liberal (laughs) democracies. We're not interested in war or selling bombs or anything, you know. But the other thing as well is, I think it's also (laughs) it's also um, bided his time, bidened his time, (laughs) and uh, you know, I think he's he's also just seen sort of like the rise of populism and you know what's been going on in terms of weak leadership yeah it's seen weakness in the west i think personally weak well. men make hard times we're, we're gonna learn the lesson of this mm. over the next 10 years weak men make hard times like, look at trudeau trudeau biden um johnson. johnson they're all the same and uh you know None of them, you know if it was star it wouldn't matter corbyn can you imagine corbyn was prime minister <laughs> no i know yeah that would help <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm not a fan of uh, of this Russian prick, but he's a hard man. He might yeah. be a dying hard man, actually. That's what yeah, some people are saying, rumor, isn't it? Oh, didn't I bring this up last week? That he, he had some kind of. I'll have to listen back. I was I listening. Thought, sorry, Green says. They say there was a there was a conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy. Uh, that he's it's just, a, just a theory, yeah. Theory that you don't have to put conspiracy in it. Uh, he's um ill, like terminally ill, so he's using this as like a last, mm. last push. It uh, he al- he also warned, did he not? He turned up to some kind of security uh thing in like the mid 2000s and said and did a big speech and basically laying out what his plans were, which was to essentially annex all these countries next door to him again. Well, this has been going on since, was it 2014? That was Crimea, Crimea wasn't yeah. it? When he started. Yeah, it never went away. But the other thing as well is there's also been Georgia. Yeah, 2008. Chechnya. Yeah. Moldova, there's some... Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not that it's ever stopped happening either. But the other thing as well, what was I going to say? that? Um, yeah, I was listening to that the trigonometry guy. What's his name? The Constantine Kisson. Yes. Yeah, he was on Question Time this week. Was he? Yeah. Did all right. He's becoming a talking head, isn't he? He is. Um, and he was kind of saying, you know, would this have, he didn't think this would have happened if Trump had got in power. Well, no, because he was a loose cannon. He was unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he? You know, yeah. he was a nut. That's basically what he said. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm, you know, I, I'm yeah. not a fan of him. I'm not a Trump guy or anything, but you have to admit that yeah. during his presidency, there was, it was pretty fucking quiet, wasn't it? He said this come out, if you're not seen it, that would be a good thing to clip. He's come out and said something like, I'm the only president in the in the 21st century that have not had the world there's not been a war or a country that's been invaded on my watch or something like that or a war started well yeah well the proof's in the pudding i'm mm. afraid people don't like him because he's brash and arrogant and a narcissist 
But, you know, it seems he was a peaceful narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> He's a peaceful narcissist. Oh, yeah. he went what to, about uh, the deal he did with North fucking Korea? Israel? Oh, Israel, North Korea, yeah. Well, Israel and, and um, was it the Saudis? Um, what's it called? The Abraham, the, uh, Abraham Accords? I don't know. I mean, that was historic. He should have won a Nobel Peace Prize for that. Mm. But, you know, orange man bad. He ain't going to get it. He ain't going to get the credit for it. And it's, still just, it's hilarious, but, you know, mm. I'd be pissed off. <laughs> and just, if he runs again, does he only get to do one more term? Two-term limit. Yeah. But, whoa, if you come back, no, I think he gets another one. That's why I was just wondering. I think he'll get he'll have two. Maybe one of our American friends could. He'll be dead by then. <laughs> he, he, Is he late a big 70s? He's fan, isn't he? Is he late 70s? Yeah. yeah, but he was like <laughs> the finest shape a president has ever oh, been. Course, yeah. <laughs> It'll be up against uh, Kamala. My best one was... Uh, My best one? The best one was when, <laughs> he, when he was recovering from COVID and he triumphantly, wheezingly removed his mask on the, <laughs> on the balcony and he was like... <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Nobody help me. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Want to become famous? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just... Buy followers, primers, oh. prime. Well, tell he's going to be turned oh off quick. God. Push the button, and let's dower do. Oh, dower. Is it a right click or what? Are you trying to do? Just ban him. Down arrow. Let's move on uh, because you know we haven't done all the new war stuff yet. Is it this? Yes, block. Good. So, so we've had uh, some some. Different um, allusions to the New World Order. Who could be behind this New World Order? I hear the Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> yes, Ursula von der Leyen. Yes, for the uh, oh, is that current the European EU? Commission mm. president. I have a clip here. She's a bit like Thatcher, isn't she? And while we're speaking here tonight, they're on the streets outside the, the Berlimont, calling for also European Union membership. Should Ukraine be, give, be given candidacy for EU membership? We have a process with Ukraine that is, for example, integrating the Ukrainian market into uh, the single market. We- wow. Um, now, as far as I understand it, it's not... You can't just like be in the single market and have none of the other stuff. And there you Like know. the UK wanted, you know, you're either in the ah, single market... Yeah. Open borders. Mm-hmm. It's it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't oh. pick and choose with us. Loose <laughs> Brussels. <laughs> Brussels like this. So you can't pick and choose. You want to be in the single market? Yeah, we really have to live by our rules. <laughs> <and> <laughs> by our rules. doing his tell. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so you need to open your borders as well. Yes, I think the Schengen. And maybe adopt the euro as well. You put you in the pathway to adopt the euro. Mm. All All... Countries that um, are put forward to a session to the EU have to agree to take the euro now. Right, okay. This has been for over 10 years. So mm. Poland has agreed in principle right. to abandon the Zloty. Zloty. Oh, no. the, yeah, yeah, it's part of the deal. That's one of my favourites. Part of the globalist yeah. New World Order deal. Mm. Global um, currency. Governance. Yeah, I suppose. We're going to learn a lot about this in a couple of weeks with, I guess, we've got an expat in the States, who's going to take us to fucking school on how all this works. Okay. The UN Agenda 2030 and 2020 and the New World Order, which I'm very much looking forward to. So let's continue with Ursula van der Leyen. 
we do have we have a very close cooperation on the energy grid for example so many topics where we work very closely together and indeed over time they belong to us they are one of us and we want them in they belong to us they belong to us they belong to us they belong to us says it all right there that's what Putin's saying isn't it on the other side yeah yeah who elected Ursula von der Leyen by the way Um, no one in the EU got a vote. For you know, you don't get to elect the EU Commission president. Mm. Um, but yeah. apparently, they're like dem- some sort of democracy. You don't get to vote for who the leader is. A democracy. Yeah, it certainly is. Let's move on. Um, how the new world order will take over. Part of it is what we've seen over the last two years is health security. Yes. Pandemic preparedness. Mm. Uh, Papers, please. Are you fit to fly? Can you scan your fucking QR code? Can you show me your rectum before you board this plane? Gladly. Anal swab test. (laughs) Anal swab test and all the rest of it. And um, I've got a clip here. This is from Talk Radio as well. Julie Hartley Brewer. Yeah. Um, It was a seemingly innocuous interview with uh, Professor Carl Hennigan. From the Centre of Evidence-Based Medicine in Oxford University. Sounds dodgy. A guy who's been outspoken about lockdowns and things. It's like, oh. can we can we take into account the harms <laughs> before we make these decisions? Is that too much to ask to maybe have some sort of cost-benefit analysis? If you lock down society, how many people will that kill? Yeah. That was another theory, that Putin's so scared of COVID and he'd been locked down for two years planning this thing and he, he just... Look at his really nice. eyes. Look at his face. It's all about the new world order. About, it is all about. Get sorry, the, I you get on the same page. Putin's scared of COVID. Are you having a fucking laugh? Look at the size of that table. He has. <laughs> Not for uh, the Belarusian. Oh no, uh, Lukashenko. Lukashenko. Mm. Did you see when he was doing the? Uh, they did a press release and he had the battle map behind him with all the yes. Russian points coming forward. You know, like give away their uh, intelligence. There's <laughs> bound to be some minutes of that, surely. Oh, maybe that was uh, a ploy, that maybe that was fake news and that's maybe. really worth it. Well, yeah, you can't believe anything. A yeah. phony war. But, uh, yeah, so uh, health security is going to be one arm of the octopus of global control coming over the next uh, eight years. Global currency. Octopus of global control. No, health security. Oh, right, sorry. Papers, Ah. please. Vaccine passports. Anal swabs. (laughs) All the rest of it. I'm going to have to just buy a caravan and not go abroad anymore. Yeah, this is... uh, We're going to have to make a decision whether we want to live in a parallel society where we Mm. actually have freedom or you just want to acquiesce. I can't believe I'm going to have to live underground and eat rat burgers. I know, it's (laughs) devilish, isn't it? Fuck! Why did I not see it coming? I'd rather have a rat burger and be free. <laughs> I don't even know how to use the free shoe Live in Edmund Cocteau's dystopian <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> how, uh, how many times are we going to get this? Raymond Cocteau, sorry. Uh, Demolition Man references in tonight. All this is third, I think. Uh, well, if it wasn't coming true, <laughs> there wouldn't be any need to reference it, would there? <laughs> I know I, I was so scared when I watched it a couple of months ago. I had to stop after 20 <laughs> minutes. And says, this is fucking too close to the true, bone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's, it's a 30-year-old film, <laughs> but, you know, 
That's the way it goes. So, uh, yeah, Julie Hartley-Brewer, Carl Hennigan, <laughs> Professor Carl Hennigan from the Centre of Evidence-Based Medicine. What a novel idea, evidence-based medicine, rather than just something you can make up. Uh, just on a side note, Norman Fenton, if you go to uh, Professor Norman Fenton's uh, YouTube page, he lays it out. He's a professor of statistics at one of... I don't know if it's Oxford or Cambridge. It might be Nottingham or Northampton. Might be Nottingham, uh, professor of statistics, and he basically lays it out how um, the trials were rigged. <laughs> basically, it shows you how you can manipulate the statistics in clinical trials. And he won't name the clinical trials. You have to go to his Twitter page because YouTube will censor him. Mm. So the last video I did was on the Pfizer um, vaccine trial in pregnancy, and he, he breaks down. This is how it was done. This is why it's wrong. This is why you can't trust the results. I can't name the trial. You have to go to my Twitter page because YouTube will ban me. Mm. And then he has a thread about the Pfizer trial and what um, the um, MRHA, the data they released, broken down. And it's interesting because you just see how it's done. Like how, mm. You know there's, some, there's fuckery going on. Mm-hmm. But he, because he's a professor of statistics, he breaks down how it's actually done, how the select the groups mm. and the measurements and the measurement criteria and the timelines and everything and how they how they fiddle it all it's great <laughs> so uh check out norman fenton if you've got you know 20 minutes <laughs> they're all these short videos okay they're quite easy to watch <laughs> it's, it's quite i find it fascinating okay. how uh how uh, statistics can be made to lie mm. it's crazy um yeah <laughs> julie hartley brewer <laughs> Carl Hennigan, <laughs> Professor of Evidence-Based Medicine at the University of Oxford. Talking Nottingham. about the WHO. Okay. Fenton is Ox- Fenton, oh, Fenton's is, is Nottingham. Sorry. This is Carl Hennigan. Fenton! Fenton! <laughs> that would be very, very welcome. What would not be welcome, I think, is the idea that actually national governments wouldn't be getting to decide a pandemic policy in the future. Now... National government's not being able to decide pandemic policy in the future. This sounds alarming. One of the big failings, I think, about what this government did do in the early stages of the pandemic, and indeed for quite a lot of the time until last July, was to not follow World Health Organization established pandemic policy, indeed our own established pandemic policy. Yes, it was set up to do with a flu-like illness. Well, yeah, pretty much. You know, COVID does follow quite a lot of the, the, the same trends there. So we had pandemic preparedness guidelines... We had a roadmap, and so did the WHO. They just threw them in the bin. Threw it in the bin and locked down because, you know, China, <laughs> China. Wuhan, they did it. There's China. people dropping in the streets. Do you remember the videos yeah, of people collapsing in the streets yeah. and dying? Yeah. And then uh, videos of people in Italy, northern Italy, mm. just, oh, just rooms full of caskets. Yeah, and the yeah, hospitals yeah. being overwhelmed, like literally, literally like, couldn't get people in. overwhelmed like they are every winter. And uh, then the modelling came out from Ferguson: <laughs> yeah. five hundred and twenty thousand deaths mm. if we don't act now. Yeah, so they abandoned everything. They abandoned all the pandemic plans and the WHO pandemic uh, guidance. Mm. Um, but the World Health Organization and many countries are supporting it wants to move to a situation where under the treaty where people, countries are signed up to the WHO um, the, in the event of another pandemic which is going is when not an inevitable when will the next pandemic be uh, 2025 my money's on and you'll hear why 
if it will be the World Health Organization that decides pandemic policy in individual countries rather than those national governments superseding their own policies, even their own constitutions, their own elected representatives. Um, I, I mean, I, I, this is frankly terrifying, is it not? Yeah, yeah it is terrifying. <laughs> and I think they're basically uh, getting beyond their remit. How's that sound? Like WHO becoming similar to NATO in group group think policies. Mm. <laughs> Part of the new world order, isn't it? Health security. I for one welcome our reptilians. <laughs> uh, the first meeting was the first of March, where they would be discussing the timeline. Okay, and it's penciled in for twenty twenty four. Right. I've read this. Mm. I've read the it pandemic. on the WHO website. The plan is by 2024 to have it implemented, that there will be a new treaty and that when the next pandemic hits, uh, Bojo won't have any say on pandemic response. It'll be Tedros. China. It'll be then. the WHO. Well, China. who funds them? Well, it'll be Bill Gates. Bill <laughs> Gates is the number one funder of the WHO. Is he now? Right, okay. After, because America <laughs> dropped out, Trump asked his, asked, asked okay. his contributions. Right. So um, the WHO, who elected them? No one. China. What, what other treaties are there within the WHO? Are there any? Nope. There'll be one. It'll be the first one. You, you sign up. It's a what? condition of your membership. What do you get from the WHO, though, of signing up to it? You don't, Lectures? You don't get anything, <laughs> Instructions do on pandemic what preparedness. You, what do you get? I don't know. Not like the Why UN, you where you get to go to a building with lots of flags. Like, so if you sign up to NATO, yes. you get, like, warplanes yeah, and a well, big boat. Mutual defence, don't yeah. you? So you don't have to spend as much on your standing army and things like that, and you can spend it on... Only because we're subsidised by the US. Yeah, exactly. The same as our medical system is subsidised by the US. Who spends the most on R&D, on pharmaceuticals and drugs? It's the US. Why do you think their healthcare system is so much more expensive than ours? Mm. It's all the R and D. They subsidise our healthcare and our military. Well, they're part of NATO, aren't they? <laughs> oh, our healthcare is not there. Yeah. So what? What do you get out of being a WHO? Because you don't like. You don't like. Do they have loads of doctors? Do they that come if you get a thingy, a, a pandemic or an endemic? They do all the monitoring for for um, like. Uh, Yay, flu. monitoring. <laughs> well, that's going up big time, the monitoring yeah, for uh, variants and the next disease. And it's going to be like this. It's going to be like uh, Ted Ross will come on and say, uh, okay, uh, Thailand, uh, lockdown stage three. <laughs> Australia, you're okay. Uh, uh, Amber Alert. UK, full lockdown for uh, 16 weeks. Yeah. And what will your government be able to do? Influence with bribes. <laughs> is that is, is, is if that actually happens? That's how it works. What? Do you think that will actually happen? How about saying no? Yeah, that's what I mean. Fuck me! I don't want to be in the new world order. It's too late. Do you not think? It's not. It not really think, isn't. Do you think that will happen though? Twenty twenty four. Yeah, but do you think it will happen? Who's going to stop it? Well, we just don't sign the up. The crown's for it. on, innit? it? The crown's on. Hang on. United at home this week. Yeah, but no uh, one's paying any fucking attention. Did but, you know about this before today? No, but did the government uh, have we signed up for it? Then the UK government. Oh, you trust our government to not sign us up for this? That's what I mean. I'm, they will. Do you think? 
Yes. Because he can pass the book. Why wouldn't they? That's why I'm trying to say what's the what's the what do they get out of it? They probably get backhands out of it. They don't have to take any responsibility. I think it's the responsibility, isn't it? That it's probably yeah. like the big. And then imagine you know you you wouldn't be able to have a public inquiry into the WHO, would you? No. Well, they're unaccountable. That's what and I even mean. If you have an inquiry, what are you going to do? Go and find them and string them up? <laughs> they're not. They're not accountable to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it's going. Twenty twenty four. It's penciled mm. in. Will come into effect just in time for the next pandemic <laughs> in twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six. And that's when your income will be tied to it as well, to the lockdowns. Wow. Just you wait. Just you wait, man. <laughs> when you get you getting your when you getting your pay through a, a digital a digital means. Yeah. A digital um Bank of England have already been, already been talking about this. Mm. The central bank digital currency. And there was an article in the uh I think it was the FT about three weeks ago saying we need this to be programmable. So that you know, we decide what you spend on it. So like, well you can you can't buy beer. You can buy food, you can buy bread and pasta. With it, with your, your Lots currency. Of carbs there, not uh, very healthy. And me, and me. I wonder oh, if, it, okay. uh, but not Netflix. It could be uh, Netflix or uh, mostly plants. In fact, if you, you've you've used too much gas, you can't have any gas. I produce my own gas, thank you. <laughs> or uh, petrol for your car. Ah, very um, easily done, though, isn't it? That's the thing. When it all, if it became this kind of yeah, once you put that it, control measure, if in, it's if it's to. when, it's when it's coming. Mm. People it's cool. Are, I won't have to think saying. about anything. <laughs> <sighs> but you, you, that's the thing, isn't it? It takes away your choice. And I suppose you could say, well, you know, you've had your uh, credits for uh, treats this week. Go to the gym and then yeah. an extra credit. You're not better yeah. than a slave. Mm. You're essentially a slave. We're, we're going to be enslaved digitally in the next uh, 10 years, over the next 10 years, slowly but surely. Mm. But um, unless, you know, we do something about it. Kinky. Mm. Oh, yeah. Do we get leather? <laughs> Maybe you get virtual leather in the metaverse. Ah. Would that be all right? Yeah. I don't know. Is it tactile? No. No. <laughs> it's a hard pass then. <laughs> oh, well, that's the only choice you have, I'm afraid. It's, it's, it's digital leather or not. Oh. So you're going to have to. Why didn't you lead with this, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> Mum with UK's biggest eyebrows faces social oh, services. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mum with UK's biggest eyebrows faces social services threat from trolls. A woman who is branded an unfit mother because of her eyebrows has revealed the ongoing extreme criticism she receives on a daily basis. Ah, <sighs> it's fucked. Here's the, the lady in question. Sammy Joe Halliford. She's got a moustache as well, though. She's got a moustache? Oh, look, it's drawn on. I'm old Greg. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I'm old Greg. Yeah. This can't be a real thing. It's real. Sammy Joe Halliford claims her giant brows have been the cause of being trolled online and even verbally abused in the streets. Good. However, the 27-year-old has defiantly cl- declared... She has no plans to change her eyebrow look anytime soon. He's in now, fuzzy little man, Peach. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Keep him. <laughs> on, on one extreme occasion, Sammy Joe and more of two 
claims she was threatened with having social services called on her because of the way she looks. Well, that's fucking mental. Who ever said that? Unless it's made yeah. up. Sammy Joel from Grimsby. Where's Grimsby? East Yorkshire. Mm. People have said I shouldn't be a mum and they're going to ring social services because of my eyebrows. It gets really extreme on the internet. Sorry, the tinternet. They can call social services because I have nothing to hide. My eyebrows don't determine whether I'm a good mother or not. Is that Ted Glenn from Postman Pat? Is that his name? Seems a bit so Scottish at the beginning. Uh, Sammy Joe started using liquid liner to make her eyebrows bigger one year ago. She said, I'm not try- I'm not a massive fan of beauty standards today. I feel like people are socially conditioned to only be beautiful if they if they are part of these standards, and I just don't agree with it. I don't like it. All power to her. I just like to make a statement, and the brows do that for me. Exactly. Absolutely. You ever drunk Baileys from a shoe? <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> Definitely. They started off normal size and just got bigger over time, and I, I just like to look different. It would be cool if they were Britain's biggest eyebrows. I've, I've now created a hashtag <coughs> called Bigger the Brow, Bigger the Boy. What? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Bigger the Brow, the podcast. Bigger the Boy. <laughs> bigger the Boy. Yeah. Because it's true! And that's what I say to my friends. Sammy Joe has recently joined TikTok and has attracted more than 75,000 followers. Of course. In There's four weeks. <laughs> We the space for them eyebrows to be bigger. Sorry? Yeah. The space for them eyebrows to be bigger. Do you think? I think so. I mean, that's half of her for I'm, I'm thinking psychogeometry here. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> Four, half, three, two. half of her forehead, I would say. I reckon she could go the whole hog. We need to start drawing <laughs> in the, uh, <clears throat> like all the angles and stuff. Yeah. Angles of the dankles. Yeah. yeah. And Leonardo's man. Now, fair play to her. She shouldn't get steak for that. Well, you, you know. only know the old adage. Trying to come to a club where people we on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Eat food. Not too much. Mostly. Feces. You only ah. know the old adage. Eat you ever drunk Baileys from a shoe? <laughs> ah. Oh. Right, my neighbour's dog. You heard about my neighbour's dog? Uh, yeah. Is he part of the New World Order? My neighbour's dog's name is Offensive. It's like living next to the in-betweeners. Mm-hmm. A woman has taken issue with her neighbour's dog name, saying it's inappropriate and offensive. She even asked him whether he has considered changing it while drunk at a family party. When picking out a dog's name, it's important to imagine yourself shouting it in a public place before going ahead with your option. While some owners don't mind shouting Sergeant Squishy Bum or Captain Fluffy Butt, uh, in a park, others would do anything to avoid this situation. But one owner has sparked a debate over his dog's unusual name. Turning to Reddit for advice, a nice. woman a woman explained how she asked her neighbour to change his dog's name because she thinks it's inappropriate and offensive. She said, It's like living next door to Jay from the Inbetweeners. His dog is called Boner. Ah, oh, that's a nice name for a dog. Every morning I hear, Boner, 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 come back inside. It may sound funny when you first hear it and only when you realise he's talking to a dog, but I hear this every day. (coughs) I can't imagine him shouting in the street or at the park. What if there's children around? Mm. And he's screaming for Boner. 
It's just not okay. I think that's a fine, fine name for a canine. Yeah, a boner. Yeah, a boner. And I wish I'd, uh, I'd thought of it myself. So my dog's a girl. Still. Show's called again. Scout. Yeah. That's an androgynous name. It's from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I was going to say, I thought it was from TKM. <coughs> literary name. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Right. Oh, bonus. What's, what's Ukraine Big Guns? What? Ukraine oh, yeah, Big, Big guns. guns. Alan on Beach <laughs> Alan. and Al Pacino. What's that? Yeah, you've got some images there yeah. that we've not oh, seen. Oh, okay, well, more stories. All oh, right. Well. Oh, Christ. Uh, Al Pacino was sentenced to three years this week. What? Yeah, Al Pacino. Uh, <gasps> I can't do it. <laughs> you have to do the Al Pacino voice. Al Pacino, oh, hang on. Al Pacino V, 25, pouted, pouted similar to the way Al Pacino pouts in Scarface after being arrested for trying to badly injure someone in a car. His picture... There's Al Pacino, and there's Al Pacino. Uh, He got into a fight with three other men in the early hours of November the 10th, 2019, in Brighton. Oh, he's from England. Yeah, it's it's from England, the story. I was thinking Miami. They split away from the pack. Yeah, well, obviously, (laughs) yeah. They split away from the pack, but the fighting continued. Moments later, he drove down the road, mounted the pavement, and hit one man, narrowly avoiding several witnesses. (sighs) The car crashed into Deccan and then onto the central reservation where it became stuck. He tried to push the vehicle to get it moving, but was stopped by the police and arrested. Police found that he had cannabis and was only driving on a provisional license. Gateway drug. He's now been jailed for three years at Chichester Crown Court. He also received a concurrent one-day sentence for admitting a possession of cannabis and was disqualified from driving for one year. Uh, where's it from, this? The Brighton. suspended sentence. Mm-hmm. Was it in the, in the slammer for three years? No. No, three years, yeah. Might have history. Detective yeah. Neil Phillips said, this was a shocking escalation of an argument between a group of people that should have easily had, have had tragic consequences for those involved and innocent members of the public. It's satisfying to see Al Pacino brought to justice for his reckless, dangerous attack. His reckless acting. And I would like to thank the victims and everybody involved in the investigation for the help in securing this sentence. Mm. Uh, the real Al Pacino was approached for comment. <laughs> what did he say, Phil? <laughs> He's a horse. Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he has to get moving to get in character. Fucking <laughs> oh. oh. smell, Phil. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> wonderful actor. He's a wonderful actor. <laughs> My good friend Bobby did. <laughs> You're a wonderful actor, Bobby. If you do the crime, <laughs> you gotta do the time. If you do the crime, you got to do the time. Got to do the time. Epic. Yeah. Epic dub. <laughs> uh, aliens on the beach, man. Jogger. Jog. It's always the joggers, isn't it? Mm. 
Jogger stumbles across creature that could well be an alien. Hang on. Was this the same Jogger that found half a sex doll? <laughs> that guy was a creep. He <laughs> went on the beach looking for weird shit. <laughs> oh, I hope I see a body one day. <laughs> or even half a body. <laughs> I like to go walking on the beach. Are you Bernard Cribbins? <laughs> no, I'm a velociraptor. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, Jogger who stumbled across a bizarre, squidgy-looking anomaly during a run in a city turned to the internet to uh, for help to identify what it could be. Read it. Harry Hayes shared an image of the creature online, and it shows a long, trunk-like section... A part that looks like a human lung. Oh, this is uh, this has been on the internet for years, man. And what could be an eye? Go on. It's been on the internet for years. Go on, continue. What do you mean it's been on the internet for years? I can't remember the story. Oh. It's reading. always ambigree. Yeah. Citation, citation, please. Um, the, the internet. internet. <laughs> <laughs> jinx, double jinx. No good. No black magic. <laughs> Um, blah, blah, blah. he said he found it while running. Where's it from? What story is it? Which country is it from? <laughs> I don't know. In the internet, remember. that's no country. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Oh, lack of context. Fake news. <laughs> Bolivia. Uh, banned. Censored. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not accurate, is it? <laughs> from the internet, that's not good. I need citations. I'm peer review, man. It's from the if internet. If uh, you not give me a citation from a peer review paper, it didn't fucking happen, did it? <laughs> That's that's what people like on Twitter. Yeah. So if you if you say something on Twitter, uh, you'll get a comment citation, <laughs> citation peer review citation or it didn't happen. That's what people are like. Peer review systems, folks. Anyway, people. yeah, it's it's a crock of shit. Yeah. It was invented by the Royal Society. Do you know? Well, I would imagine it by was a bunch of Freemasons. <laughs> Salt yeah. of the earth. Yeah. Mm. Oh no! I've, I've, I'm completely agnostic when it comes to Freemasonry. I don't. I think, as our guest David Harrison said a couple of weeks ago, there are different levels to Freemasonry. No, some people it's uh, a drinking club. Yeah, yeah. Scouts. Some people it's networking for yeah. business. Yeah. Some people it's I want to understand um, esoterica. I'm interested in sacred geometry and and the symbolism. I want to know more. And some people, it's, I want to take over the world. And they're yes. part of the global cabal. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and these fuckers always get to the top, don't they? Yeah, oh, you've got to have the ambition, haven't you? Yes. Drive. Yeah, I'm being facetious, but, you know. It's all about, what's that thing where you write down the thing? Affirmations. Yeah. <laughs> your, your magic board. Yeah. Put it out there, man. Magic yeah. board. We're going to be talking about Freemasonry next week, actually. Oh, From yeah. a, a practising... Remember, Master Mason, I shall wear one trouser leg red. <laughs> Are you on the level? On the square. On the square. He said he found it while running through Sydney, Australia after a storm and said it could have washed up in recent bad weather. This is the Daily Star report. It's got a picture here. Here it is. Where is it? Alien on the beach. This is the picture. See if it's the one you've seen. Oh, yeah. Face hugger. No, it's not that one. Oh, it's not this one. No. Oh, so this isn't fake news from the internet then. Is this new? This is news news from the internet. Right. Is that a... Are we allowed to guess? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a baby squid. It's, I think it's a placenta mm. from something, some larger sea creature. The white whale? It must be a whale, because fish lay eggs, don't he? Mm. It's got to be a, a mammal, no? Mm, yeah. It looks like yeah. he's got an I eye. It's just it like a, is that just a handy oh, I would hole, say hole, even? 
Um, I've, I've had to blow. I've had to zoom into this picture, but I would guess from the original picture that it's you know, oh, cool. the size Small-ish. of your hand. It's right. a small creature. What? Yeah, so we're thinking uh, whale fetus. Oh. Placenta. Uh, yeah. Oh, placenta. Eye, yeah. It's got an eye. I don't think that's an eye. I know. That's the thing. I think. I just. I think it's it, a badge. I think it's just a it's handy just a, hole, uh, isn't yeah, it? Uh, and you can see damage. the under, underground. Easy now, fuzzy little man, Peach. Mm. <laughs> Creamy. Go on then. What, was, what was it then? Did he not say? Uh, he said he found it while running through Sydney, Australia after a storm and said it could have washed up in recent bad oh, weather. Australia. Harry said, my God says it's... <laughs> what? Good God, man. <laughs> my God says it's some kind of embryo. Oh, nearly. But with COVID... <laughs> COVID embryo. COVID. More, more gut says it's some kind of embryo, but with COVID. Oh, that's a grammatical area. This, this is poor grammatization from the uh, newspaper. My gut says it's some kind of embryo, but with COVID, World War Three, and the floods going on right now, this oh. could very well be an alien. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's asteroids next. Academics at two local universities, the University of Sydney and the University of New South Wales, have so far been unable to identify oh, the organism. Oh, have they done any testing? Open and shut case, aliens! <laughs> unable. <laughs> Failure. I mean, it could just wow, be... Why is saying Do it! Up. Could just be something washed up from the deeps. I think it's a well, bit of something. It's a we, part of something. I imagine bigger. there's a lot of stuff in the deeps that we have yet to exactly identify. That's what I mean, yeah. We know more about space now, don't we? Fucking. The surface of the moon than the oh, surface that's of the, the ocean. Smell like that. Yeah. Nonsense. Right. Bollocks. What's the, what's <laughs> the Ukraine bollocks. big guns? Oh, that, we didn't use that. That was from last week. You know, I was just, I, I meant to use this last week that Ukraine were, uh, sorry, Russia were finally sending the big guns in to. Uh, oh, Seagull. Oh, yeah, Seagull. Putin's fake, bunch fake news, of fake news. CNN. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got done. Yeah. Can't believe it, can you? No. no. <sighs> Can't trust anything you see. No. At least we're open and not knowing anything. Mm. Take it with a, a huge bucket full of salt. <laughs> salty jizz. I wouldn't know. How salty is your jizz? Uh, depends on the day. Depends on what you're eating. So it's not it's not just steam anymore. You're actually getting some loads. <laughs> yeah, that, that comes from a different bit. Oh, explain the it's, anatomy. Well, your the, testicles. The sperm sperm <laughs> comes from your testicles, and your and your semen comes from your prostate, doesn't it? Oh right, I, I don't know. You're telling me like I should know the anatomy yeah, of, the, of the male form. How do, how do you not know that? Should they know thyself? I'm, yeah, I, I didn't do biology. Neither did I. It's just you know, it's like. Basic, bitch. yeah. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> You've asked everyone. Yeah. So uh, why are your balls so big then? What if you've just got tiny little sperms in them? There's no water, no fluid in there. <laughs> no, they don't. It doesn't. They don't like contain fluid all the time. It's constant. That's what I mean, they do, they've no fluid in them. It's constant. The fluid comes from the prostate, apparently. Producing um, sperms. Like, yeah. Sperms are really tiny. I mean, why would your balls have to be so you big? A, you need a lot of them to yeah, make sure you get a, get yeah. a good shot at the egg. Yeah. yeah, I don't think your balls have to be that big, to be honest. 
Some people's balls aren't that big. Are yours the size of peanuts? <laughs> no, um, I'm not going to go into this. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but maybe one for off air then. Just, you know, a treat for my wife. Uh, <laughs> Dry roasted treat. No, not have going you, there. Have you got tiny balls? Is that what you're trying to say? No, um, my balls them replaced. wouldn't fit in something. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, Christ. A strap-on? A pine glass. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking the boundaries of what I'm now comfortable sharing. Oh, a cock you know, ring. If, if this was a four, ring. If this was four a nostril. Ye- cock ring, isn't it? <laughs> if this was four years ago, I would have happily shared. Or a mouth. What I was trying to... Um... Oh, do you think we're more highbrow now? <laughs> no, I'm just more aware of, like, I'm, my kids are probably going to watch this someday <laughs> and um, don't really want to be talking about what I'm having to stretch over my balls. Probably not. Teabag? <laughs> a teabag. You do realise a condom just goes on... <laughs> You're doing it wrong, man. And your penis... Although it is safe you can't sex. Be too safe, man. <laughs> better, you know. Climb inside. Yes, I can. <laughs> Zip up. <laughs> the naked gun where they both climb into the condom. <laughs> they have a condom <laughs> each, don't they? they <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't call me Shirley. Finally. Yeah. Well. On that note, shall we uh, fuck off into the night? Yeah. Yes. It's about time. An hour and a half. Oh, that was tight. Yeah. Did not? It was good. Yep. I'm old Greg. Pleased to meet you. Mm. All right, we'll be back next week. Yeah, praise Bob. Praise Jabulon and all the Elohim. Who are you praising, Matt? (laughs) I praise Jabulon. He said it already. Epstein didn't Maxwell himself. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I hope you're entertained. No. Yeah, someone's got to be. The most important thing is to learn to die with COVID. We'll also have to learn to die with COVID. <laughs> Epic dub. Cheers, Nigel. We'll be back next week. Um, are you coming, Simon? You, you are extremely cool, guys. Oh, I'd say that as a no. All right, OK. All right, well, thanks for joining us. And, you know, we just want to keep people safe. We're just trying to keep people safe. COVID. <laughs> you only know the old adage, apple hood and mother pie. And uh, we'll do it all again next week. And uh, hopefully it'll be, we'll have a good laugh and a good crack. Yeah. 23. I'm conscious that the music's going to run out every minute. All right. So I'm going to scoot through this quick. And then. See you later. Got a great Asna vegan sausage roll. Fucking vegan. What the farage? Ow. You know, the whole thing is just mad. Absolutely. I'm the son of the Pope. Oh, my God, he's wiping his eyes. Is that man? Well, the thing is, what you do, you call between the devil and the rock and a hard place. Time to that offensive cue. out to fucking you. You know, you know the old adage. Trying to come to a club where people we on each other.